Captain. Raging review. The Raging Cajuns will be a source of pride for this university, for the alumni, fans, and donors as we achieve success in the classroom, in the competitive arena, and in the community. It's about to get really fun. We're looking for dudes that will stand up. Well, Coach, let me tell you today, I'm here and I'm ready to stand up. And I challenge you, Raging Cajun Nation, to stand up with us. Stand up with us. Let's lock hand in hand. And let's walk through the gates of Omaha. Hey, I love y'all boys. Let's grind every day starting today. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Alarm! Alarm! Ready! Who's that team ready? Who's that team ready? That's up! I got one thing to say right here. Cajun win! Ladies, gentlemen, children, babies, Cajun Nation, good evening on our first post-game reaction pod or episode of the year. Not a good way to start these episodes. Uh, Cajuns fall to the Old Dominion Monarchs by the score of 38-31. to 31. And uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. This is uh, sort of our venting session, if you will. Not quite the game we expected to play. But you win, you lose, and tonight, I think it's safe to say we got to face the music. So I'm here with Nick. Nick, how are you, buddy? I'm pissed off. I have a toothache. I don't really want to talk much right now. I didn't want to do this, to be honest with you. I was so pissed off at the way our defense performed. Um, yeah, that, that about sums it up. We got Josh on the space as well. So if he wants to speak up and give his, his piece, be happy to hear it. But I don't want to be here right now. I'm pissed. Yeah, I think I think you speak on behalf of a lot of fans right now. Um, tonight was disappointing. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to, um, you know, try to put lipstick on a pig uh, or polish a turd. It is what it is. It was terrible. Um, you give up 38 points, and the way you give it up were on just big plays with careless mistakes, blown coverages, um, not being being able to get set on defense, not being able to extend drives offensively. Uh, blown opportunities all around, um, you know, and, and I think for most of the game, pretty much most of the second half, at least we were playing catch up and uh, can't win, can't win many games like that uh, when you put yourself behind the eight ball. And I felt that's kind of what we did tonight. Um, just and it, it was 38, 38 points to a team that averaged 19 a game last season. Think about that. Correct. And look, I'm, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. ODU did their homework. Their coaching staff had their team ready. They took us to school. I mean, there's no other way to put it. They took us to school tonight, and um, it's disappointing. And and so that's why we're here. I know, Nick, you said you don't want to be here. I don't want to be here either. But, you know, unfortunately, we got to, again, we got to face the music, and we just have to deal with it. And this this could be good. This is a venting, a venting session. It is what it is. Um, but we'll talk about the game tonight. We'll talk about whatever – you guys want to talk about as far as what you saw in the game? Uh, I'm sure we'll be doing call-ins too, right? Yeah. So to all of our fans, you know, well, actually our numbers down right now. So the best way to, to talk to us live would be to go into Twitter spaces and, um, and requ request as a speaker. I see we've got Josh. So anybody who wants to give their take on the game, please request yourself and we'll add you to the queue. 
Yes. So please, yes. If you do want to speak your piece, you want to chime in on what you saw tonight, your thoughts, um, feel free, feel free. Like Nick said, Twitter space. Um, we're an open book tonight. This is, this is open mic night, please. Uh, tell us how you feel. Tell us what you're thinking. Um, we'll all vent together. This can be a good, healthy, healthy session, right? Hey, but, Jerry, uh, why don't we kick it off with Terry Johnson? Cause I know he's got some thoughts on this, right? Yeah. Look, Terry was just, Terry was just, uh, texting me about 10 minutes ago and, uh, based on the text messaging, he didn't seem too happy. So yeah, we'll let Terry, uh, start us off. We'll start off with a bang by former Raging Cajun great Terry Johnson. Terry, you there? Yeah, I'm. I'm not a raging Cajun great. I'm just a guy that was uh, in a jersey for a time. No, 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 no. You were you were there at a time when when our offense moved the football and we won games and played played to a certain standard that that we didn't play to tonight. But go ahead. Yeah. Uh, first off, yeah. Hats off to I. I knew going into the game that uh, that ODU's quarterback. I mean, I can't. I can't tell you. I can't tell you his name because he's a guy that was a backup FCS quarterback and he threw for 200 plus yards on us. <laughs> so this guy, I, but I saw in the Virginia tech game that no, he was not that bad. And I knew going in, I was like, and I'm gonna be honest with you that Northwestern game. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't really going to say, Oh yeah, our defense is great. I yeah, Of course they played great, but I wasn't going to, you know, say that our, we had an outstanding defense. It was fool's gold, you know, Terry. Oh, it was fool's gold. Yeah, it was, oh, of course, yes. Like they played fast, they played physical, you know. But I knew going into this season, we had our entire de defensive uh, secondary was decimated either through transfer portal or people graduating. I, I knew that for a fact. I knew that you know, Dez did not bring in a single like transfer outside of that guy that came from uh, Southeastern. I can't remember the gentleman's name. I knew for a fact the DBs were going to be uh, ex exposed at some point. Did I think it was going to happen in the second game of the season against a backup FCS quarterback? Hell no. But I knew it was coming. It just came way sooner than it should have. Um, I think the play call, offensive play calling, was not too horrible, except in that reverse. Oh, I man. think that reverse was very – that that verse put, it put us in a bad spot. And, uh, and God, I – God, I, I, Zylan Perry, man, he is so he is so much like Chris Smith in all the good ways and the bad. He is fast. He, you know, plays plays hard, but he f has the fumbleitis, and that's something even up to a, a senior, Chris never could correct. I mean, hell, he was number twenty one for God's sakes. <laughs> He's like the spitting image. I hopefully Zylan can correct it. I, I pray he can correct it. I pray that you know. The coaches, I know the coaches like know that they see. The, I see the talent of them. It's just those little small things that we have to correct, you know. And so the reverse was horrible. And then we get inside the red zone. We had two timeouts, or I think one. Right? We didn't call a single run play inside the ten. And it was the best. I think this is the best running game we've had the past two seasons. I can't remember a game last year where we ran the ball that well. Maybe Texas State last year, maybe. But I can't remember a game to where we ran the ball as well as we did. And we didn't run the ball inside the 10 at all. We were we did the bootleg and the, the, the trademark UL bootleg rollout. You know, uh, Williams went up, tried to pull it down, couldn't. Then Ben throws it at, you know, at Neil's hip. I mean, maybe, I mean, it was too fast. I only saw one replay. Maybe he could have pulled it in. 
if it was at a better spot, I don't know. But I mean, we didn't run the ball at all. And that was that in the reverse from the offensive play calling perspective just killed me. But we should have never been in a position because all ODU's quarterback had to do was just, hey, four verts, throw, you can throw it deep. And it was just dropped in the bucket, man. Yeah. And, and, we, uh, and we were getting beat yeah. in one man on man coverage. Man, we were getting beat every time. I mean, they were running behind our, 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 um, our defense. So I'm with you. I'm with you. But I will say Ben was better tonight. He, he, he showed a lot more tonight than he did last week. Um, but in the mm-hmm. critical game situation, like you just mentioned, he threw it at Neil's hip. You saw a little bit about uh, that. And then when he had a little bit of pressure, when they finally almost got to him at, at the, you know, near the goal line, he, he kind of, he, that's when he overthrew the ball. So um, yeah. got to clean that up as well. But I, I just, I think, man, again, fool's goal. I was pumped up about our defense last week and they just didn't show a whole lot for me tonight. No, they didn't. And, and, uh, and also the kick coverage, like kick coverage. Was bad. I was about kick, to say special kick. teams. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I mean, like it just, just bad guys getting out of, out of the lanes. Like that was horrible. Like we had, well, how many penalties do we have? I, th- like, I think what, 70 what, like, yards of penalties or something like that. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'll, I'll like, oh, we have the same offsides to like two, two plays in a row, like, or like in the same series. Yeah. We were 10, we had 10 penalties for 70 yards. ODU had three for 21 and that didn't count, you know, the 15 yard, uh, if they would have thrown the flag for that or, or not overturned the targeting call, which was terrible. But I mean, just to say yeah. that would have been 85 yards had that, had that not been overturned. Yeah, man, and I, I mean, like I, I'm be honest with you guys. I, um, we play we play a UAB team that puts up a lot of point that put up a lot of points against Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern got the win. Then we play Buffalo, who did lose to an FCS team, uh, in Fordham, the same team that the backup quarterback couldn't play for, <laughs> they couldn't couldn't start for that we lost to today. They lost. Buffalo loses to Fordham. I'm be honest with you. Other than outside of Arkansas State, maybe ULM, are we the worst team in the conference? I, w- I wouldn't push that button quite yet. I mean, it's one game in conference against an ODU team that I didn't really know a whole lot about. And and that's what worried me. I didn't know a whole lot about them. And it, I, I go back to the baseball series with James Madison last year where we looked silly when we went play a team that we didn't know. So I, that, that's wor- true. that got, worried me. Swept, yeah, right? that worried me a little bit. Um ODU is not a terrible team, but they were three and nine last season. And again, they only, they only averaged 19 points a game. So if, if the trend goes up for ODU, then maybe this loss doesn't look as bad. Kind of like rice last year, rice ended up looking okay as the season went on. So that, that loss didn't bother me as much. So it's only one game. I would say right now we're a middle, middle to lower tier Sunbelt team. We gotta, we gotta pick it up. I wouldn't say we're the, the worst in the West, but if we don't pick it up and start playing better, we could end up worse in the West. Cause I'm scared of Texas state for the first time in 10 years of playing them. I'm terrified of playing Texas state at home this year. Yep. In front of a crowd that I don't know who knows how, how who's going to show up for that. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah. But, but thank y'all for letting me talk. I'll, I'll stick around because I have anything else to add, but thank y'all for letting me speak. Thanks, Terry. One <sighs> thing, um, Jerry, I wanted to say is that some of the play calling on defense kind of made me, scratch my head a little bit tonight um especially when we we were i think only rushing three and we were still getting beat um 
and and we didn't seem to change the game plan. We didn't try to try to put any pressure on the quarterback and he was completing those passes and we continued with with rushing only 3. So that kind of made me scratch my head a little bit and what exactly the defensive game plan was for this game. And and there were a few times that our guys looked like they were expecting um uh expecting help in the middle that never came. So they they again last week the we we played a bad FCS team last week, but you still dominated. I mean, no question dominated on defense. You thought you'd see a little bit more this week against an old DU team that again, only scored 19 points a game last season. And I get it. It's a new season, but that's a little bit of cause for concern. Now that we're in the FBS part of our schedule. Well, I think if you look at their offense, I was listening to ODU Monarchists and um, going into the game, and they said that they were very optimistic about their offense because there seems to have a new game plan, and it seems like their personnel fits the scheme that they run, they're they running now, which is why you're seeing more effectiveness. Even last week against Virginia Tech, uh, you know, it, even though they, they didn't score that much, they, they had a lot of opportunities. And so tonight what you saw and, and what I've noticed was that they ran a four wide spread and they spread the field out. I mean, that's what they did. They spread the field out and left. And, and because of that, we had to counter it. But the problem was with three down linemen, we left the middle wide open for the run game. So anytime they, it was almost like it was kind of like an unintentional RPO to where like, if they wanted to run up the middle, they could, which is why Wicks got, I think 6.1 yards a carry. He was 17, 17 carries for 103 yards, six, point one yards a carry i mean he was gashing us up the middle and then whenever we would prepare for that or try to play against that what would happen they'd go over the top or they would run that up tempo that that we were kind of worried about going into the game and our defenders couldn't get set to where the second we're still trying to figure out what to run their wide receiver is already busting at the seam up the sideline to where our cornerback that once one split second of hesitation cost us i don't know three touchdowns tonight on that go route yeah. you know that four verticals that terry brought up i mean that's how they beat us they beat us on that four vertical route because our players couldn't get set and they were playing up tempo we had nothing to counter it with if you notice some of the replays on some of those scores um our our corners just for that one second they looked lost and before you know it before they can uh figure out what was going on the receiver was already 10 yards up the field. There was a lot of looking to the sidelines tonight. Oh my gosh. Going on, you know, I know what's ironic. What's ironic is um, at the quarterback club luncheon. uh, I I actually brought up the topic of how to play up against their up-tempo offense because they're, I mean, you saw it tonight. Our, our defense could not get set many times. A few of those touchdowns that they scored was because we couldn't get set. So I know, Going into the UAB game, look, UAB runs a very pretty similar offense. They're pretty up-tempo themselves. They spread it out just like you saw tonight with ODU. We've got a lot of homework to do and a lot of things to correct this week, not just by scheme, but how to be, get set before yeah. the snap. Yeah. Because now now the film's out. The, 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 the footage is out on us now. I mean, if you're an up-tempo offense, you're looking your chops going, huh, well, we got some we got some uh, some stuff up our sleeve because they can't get set and ODU scored probably twenty one at least twenty one points on us because of it. I think what you saw last week is that we struggled against um, speed, right? We struggled against speed whenever we were giving up. Whenever Ben was under pressure, it was because they had speedy guys coming on the outside. Tonight, 
on offensively for ODU. I mean, their running back, what's his name? Wills, um, whatever the running back's name is. He, he was speedy. All right. He wasn't a big powering running back, but he was speedy. Killed us. The, the receivers again, tons of speed killed us. So uh, you're like, you just said, there's going to be tape on that from the first two games of the season. And they're going to see that while we've got size, definitely got a size uh, advantage on, on many Sunbelt teams, it's going to be, if, if it's going to be a struggle for us, if, if the other team that we're facing has a lot of speed, um, Carson mentioned special teams looked rough. I agree. And can we not reach the, the end zone on, on kickoffs? I mean, it seems like for the past six seasons, back to Billy Napier's days, we cannot hit the end zone with kickoffs. And when we try to, we kick it out of bounds and they end up at the 35 yard line and punting was not great tonight either. So that's got to get cleaned up and quick kick coverage. Like you mentioned, not great. Return coverage was terrible. Um, and then, and then Jennifer also mentioned, why didn't we run at all with two times outs at the end? That's a great question. I mean, we were running it up and down on them all night. That was what got us back in the game. Great question. Maybe that's a good question for Des on his um, coaches show. If somebody's going to be out there, um, just a reminder to everybody listening on Twitter spaces. If you'd like to comment, we know you want to vent. We know you uh, probably know more football than I do. So if you want to talk and correct me on something that I'm saying wrong or Jerry saying wrong, please don't hesitate. We love to hear from you guys. Uh, Josh, I see you're still muted. I, I really want, I know you've, had a had a fun day and and are drinking some beverages right now. So I'd love to hear your take on the game tonight. Uh, but thanks for everybody joining on the Twitter Spaces as well. Yeah, and also too, I think what was frustrating for me was, I mean, if you look at time of possession, we had the ball for thirty seven minutes compared to their twenty two minutes. And and I think when you look at a stat like that and you look at the score and you say, well, how on earth did they hang thirty eight points on us? A lot of it was you like you mentioned special teams i mean if you saw early in the game we gave them at least two or three possessions towards the 50 yard line because our kick coverage wasn't wasn't up to par i mean we the first drive you know we score on the first drive they get the ball back uh we kick off to them they get it around the 50 in two plays they're in the end zone yeah. two plays i mean you set you 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 basically took away any momentum or set and or took any type of uh, tempo that you set, it was gone. And it's a shame because if you look at our, our receivers, I mean, how about Charles freshman, Charles Robertson and, and, and Harvey Broussard. I mean, I, I was, I feel bad for those guys because as freshman receivers for them to come in, go on the road and, and put up some of the, the highlights that they put up tonight. I think we have a bright future with those guys, uh, you know, compliments to Jacob Bernard, Peter LeBlanc. I mean, we had some, our receivers made some plays tonight. Oh, you uh, look at I, Jacob LeBlanc had, had 70 yards of receiving tonight. I mean, yeah. that, and then Broussard, who we haven't heard from, I, I think this is, I guess this was a coming out party. He had uh, one TD, 36 yards of receiving. Um, just a great night, you know, overall for our receivers. I thought they also helped out Ben as well and made the catches that they should have. So um, that was encouraging to see from a very, very, very young receiving core. Yeah, and of course, Robert Williams leading the leading the charge, six six receptions for 52 yards. I mean, Ben Woldridge, 25 for 36, 285 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that's a good that's a good stat line. Um, it's and we just still a miss, shame. Look, we still miss Draylon. Imagine if we would have had Draylon tonight. That hurt us big time. Big and time. I think I think Jacob Cabote ran the ball well. Uh, I thought Terrence Williams ran the ball well. Uh, ben even lowered his shoulder and ran the ball pretty well. But I think having Dre in there and sort of, you know, because he, he's kind of 
created that role of being that workhorse for our, our rushing attack. Him not being in tonight hurt us big time because imagine him him playing plus Kabodi, plus Ben, plus Terrence. Uh, that would have been a huge difference, and I think that would have helped our offense move the ball even more than it did and extend drives. I think yeah. extending drives, would, to me, would have been sort of the caveat. I also think really the big difference besides us blowing coverages was was basically field position. I mean, they they beat us on field position because we kept giving them short short fields to play with, with, with the kickoff coverage. I mean, and again, that's what I said we needed to do is be better on special teams this week than we were last week. And I said, specifically field position is going to play into this game of a team that you don't know how to play field position is going to be huge. And, and we definitely, definitely lost that battle. Terry, I see your hand up. What's up, man. Yeah. Like y'all said, like, yeah, y'all feel me. I, I understand how you can feel excited about the future with these young receivers getting playing time, no showing out. But I, it's hard for me to feel excited about the future when the transfer poll exists. Yep. Anytime, I think we should I think we should enjoy the players that we have for as long as we can, not to get all doom and gloom and off topic, but like, I don't know how long we're going to have these good these players are. That's a fantastic, fantastic point. I'm living in my little dream world of guys actually staying loyal and being at your school for four or five years. So you make a fantastic point. I agree. And plus we don't need to win next year. We need to win right now. So those guys need to exactly. grow up like from game to game, not from season to season. I totally get it. Yeah. And, and like, I'm not saying like Des needs to go the whole coach prime GJ Kenny route and, you know, transfer 80 guys. in. that's not what I'm saying, but I am saying there is a clear, the ODU like was depleted with transfers this year, like we were last year. They lost their number one receiver to Virginia Tech, their number one DB, Virginia Tech. They lost uh, a number of offensive line. I think they lost the offensive line to Georgia uh, and a plethora of other guys. And what did they do? They reloaded with transfers, some from P5 schools, some from FCS. Like I will, I'll beat a dead horse and say, yep, we lost to an FCS second string quarterback. But still, like, they reloaded and we are getting yes I, I i totally agree with recruiting high school don't leave high school guys behind but when you in the days college football and you have to win now when everybody else is reloading with power five guys like tj finley uh, over at texas state i mean you got freaking app got you know uh uh what's his name from clemson last uh the, was it was a why, why am i blanking on his name the quarterback for app state last year that came from clemson yeah, um, I'm forgetting like, you know, too. But I, I cursed yeah, him several know. times last year, so I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you're talking about Chase Bryce. Like, like, Chase Bryce, yes. Chase Bryce, Chase Bryce, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like everybody else seems to know how to reload, and we just don't bother. And it's it's catching up to us. Sooner that ULM is getting guys from you know UCF and Mississippi State. <laughs> I mean, guys, it, I, I I hate to tell you, I mean, I'm I'm very frightened. Well, about think, where we are going in our talent level compared to everybody else in our conference. I think it was exposed today. I, we couldn't reload fast enough, and ODU did. I think that's a really good point, Terry. And also, if you're if you're reloading your team because you have guys transferring out with guys in high school, and then next year you have yeah. guys transfer out, so now you're getting more high school guys. Those high school guys are the ones who are transferring out. So is it always going to be a continual – I mean, you can't – again, before transfer portal – 
reloading with high school kids was great because you were guaranteed to have them for at least a couple of years, maybe three, maybe four. They could transfer, but they'd have to sit out. And now when they can yeah. immediately transfer, if you keep reloading with these guys who then end up transferring out, I'm with you. Like you need to get some guys through the portal to help us out that ha obviously have talent. And it's just not working out in their, in their, um, in wherever they are at the time. So I, I, I get your point. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, I, it's like, I, I, I saw it come. I just didn't see it coming this soon. Yeah. I didn't see it catching up to us this fast. Well, you know? but while but, I, okay. To, to your point though, Terry, and I'm just gonna, I'm going to ask you this though, with that said, right. With the portal, it, to me, it still doesn't excuse the performance tonight. Like, I think, I think the issue that we're facing now is, yes, I understand you have players leaving. Yes, I understand players are transferring out into the portal, but you still have to compete with teams at your level at times. And I feel like, like last year, right? Yes, we lost a lot, but you shouldn't have lost to ULM. You should, when, when you're, yeah. when you're up 17 against Troy in the second half at home, you shouldn't have lost to them, right? You, you, you shouldn't lose a game to an ODU team that is really trying to find their identity this season, still trying to find it and took us to school. So I think I agree with, I agree with you at the fact that, you know, it's going to be hard to say being to, to be a top 15 team. Like when Billy was here, yes, that's going to be tough, but I still think with what we have and the team that we have now, I think we're still talented enough to compete in this conference. And, and unfortunately, I, unfortunately, you're, what you're seeing now is, look, everybody in our league is dealing with it. We just have to, I mean, we just have to keep up with everybody else, you know, and vice versa um, and learn how to evolve with it. Because if we don't, we eventually will get left behind. I mean, you've seen the number of coaches that have, have, have been fired because they haven't been, been keeping up with it. And I'm not saying Coach Dez isn't. I'm just saying, like, if we don't, if you know, if we're going to have this mindset of we're not going to worry about the portal and everybody else is getting players, um, there is a possibility it can backfire, but I don't know. But for us, it's, it's, we still have to wait and see. Yeah. 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 And I, and, and I, and I get that. And, but I think it has caught up to us. I, I honestly do think it has, that, that's my opinion just because there is no way that old dominion who lost just as much, if not more than we did the previous year, come in with a new offense like this is a, this is a, this is a totally new offense their best player on the team was the uh, jason henderson their, their mike linebacker they come in with a completely new offensive look and they beat our asses do you think terry I think, have, do you think that that played a i mean i would think that played a part in in how poorly we prepared or, or showed up for this game if if we didn't really know what they were going to throw at us right yeah, true. Yeah, you make a good, you know, you, you you make a good point with that. I mean, it's yeah, it, it's a coin flip. Maybe if we would have played ODU, maybe they're, they're the fifth team, like you know, on our schedule, and we had a little bit more film. Maybe it wouldn't have been like this telling. Uh, but I mean, like, but I, I looked at I looked at the depth chart, like the first game of against Northwestern, and I'm looking at the names. I'm like, I have no idea who the hell these guys are. Nothing against them. Like, I know they're hard players. I get it. Like, and Coach Morgan tries to put them the best way to see. But I'm literally looking at these guys, and I'm seeing freshmen, sophomore. I'm seeing guys, uh, like, who are inexperienced and undersized. And it doesn't matter. Like, you can be undersized and still be a dog. I mean, Eric Garrett was a dog for his four or five years playing here. But I, was my, I wasn't very 
excited or very confident in looking at the depth chart of our defensive backfield. I, I wasn't. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think it's just our recruiting, the depth, the lack of depth we have. And I, I do, I personally do think we're getting, we're getting enough on, but you do make a good point, uh, Nick, as far as like, yeah, we probably didn't know what we're getting ourselves into with old dominions offense. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate your comments. Josh, I see you've been hanging on there for a little bit. Are you are you with us? Yes. What's up, bud? Hey, am I am I free to go? Oh, yeah. free, okay. Let loose, baby. See, Let loose. I see Mr. Butler has just requested to speak. And of course, I'll try to be brief so we can get the former players. I see a ton of former players in the space, and I can't wait to hear what they have to say. So I'll try to be as brief as I can. I'm gonna push back a little bit on the defense. I I First of all, you guys know I'm a, I'm a defensive guy, so of course I'm going to push back on the defense. But I have a hard time believing that we watched the same game if you guys watched and thought that we weren't talented across the board. I think that we need to all – and I say this as a person that politics and, and, and rode for Lamar Morgan to get the job here because I liked what he did at his other stops. We may have a problem with defensive coordinator. I don't know how many times that you get taken advantage of for being too aggressive and biting on the fake before you put a freaking free safety over the top. I don't know. I don't know how many times you got to see that before you make a damn change. How many times do you have to get ripped off seven, eight yards on first down before you put another linebacker in the void middle? I, I don't, I don't get that. And I can tell you this. I think our defensive line is extremely talented but we talked about this in the episode last week. They are undersized. They're quick. They're fast. They they will cause havoc, and they are great pass. They're a great pass rushing defensive line. You saw that in both games. But they're not going to necessarily be all that effective against the run. Now, a lot of that had to do with tempo, and I don't know what the hell we prepared for all week. But we were so unprepared for the tempo, it was it wasn't funny, especially the inexperienced defensive back, the defensive backs. We talked about how we've got a lot of snaps under the belts of the two deep at corner, but where the hell was Amir McDaniel? Where was Pat Minson? Like, where were those guys? We had some young guys getting a ton of snaps. Um, maybe Lamar thought they were a better matchup. Maybe it was a speed thing. I don't know how injured we are back there. I don't know if that's what it is. But, and look, you got to give credit to ODU and Decker. Decker just absolutely outcoached Lamar. It, it was it was he took him to school. There's really nothing else you can say about that. I mean, it 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 was a, it was a clinic. Uh, so you got to give him credit, and I and I understand all that. Uh, but we can look at multiple games where Lamar's been very stubborn in his approach. You go back to Rice, no adjustment in game. You go back to ULM, no adjustment in game. You go back to Houston, where we got too soft and just allowed. I know, 10, 15 yard pass over and over and over at the end of that game. There, there are multiple instances where you look at our game plan and our, our plan of attack and you have to question just what the hell's going on out there. Um, so I have a ton of confidence in our talent. I think, I think that ODU is the type of team that we're going to struggle against no matter if it's ODU or if it's you know Texas State or if you have a quarterback that has the threat for the run somebody that can throw the ball deep, somebody that understands how to recognize coverage pre-snap, we're going to struggle against those type teams. And I said it last week. They have a ton of beef up front. They're going to lean on the physicality. That's exactly what they did. 
And I saw a lot of people in the comments talking about how we got gashed in the run game. And we did. They won first and second down all night long. But they really didn't run for all that much yardage. If you if you go back and look at it, I think, what, 145, 155 as a team? Am I close on that? They had, uh, yeah, they had 145. Yeah, 145 in FBS football in conference is not a lot. So while they won first and second down, we were effective in other places. So 140, when I saw the stats, I was actually shocked by that. Um, what you have to say is, you know, give Wilson credit. He found a weakness in the defense and he exploited it over and over and over. We were not prepared for the tempo. I thought the tempo was wearing us down in the second quarter. I said that at, at the half. Uh, so a lot, a lot of the defensive struggles I attribute to lack of preparation and a lot, a lot of inexperience in the secondary. Uh, and that's unfortunate, but it is where we, it is where, this is where we are as a team right now. I, I do not feel down on our talent. Um, and look, Terry, we agree on most everything. I, I, to say that I'm not optimistic about the future, I, I just can't, I can't say that at this moment. I think that it's part of the growing process. Dez is, he has his attitude on how he's going to build. Um, there's good and bad that comes with it. Uh, but tonight was one of those, it's a growing pains night. And ODU, I think Jerry's point about not having film on them, probably, you know, there's probably compared to that. But at the same time, you can go watch Fordham film and you can see exactly what he wanted to do. And I think we did that, um, but we didn't do it well. So he came out and ran his offense. And we kind of knew, we talked about it in the postgame last, or in the, uh, the, the pregame this week. We, we knew what they were going to do. It's that old Kansas State offense. And I'm telling you right now, if they had a more accurate passer, uh, they probably would have scored another three touchdowns on us because he missed some guys that were just running free. You know, you, you got the young Keon, uh, uh, number 21. I can't remember his last name. I mean, he's just getting absolutely smoked by this track guy, this track transfer. Uh, he, he was behind him all night long. Zero help over the top. Never helped him out. I'll never understand it. I, I, I just don't understand. Oh, that. there were but, several times that he was looking for help over the top and didn't have it. It happened all night. I, I just they were confused and, and, you know, I, I put that on coaching and I always will. Some of it is an experience and that's true. And some of it's ODU's game plan and you got to give them credit for executing. But at the same time, we didn't put our kids in a position to, to succeed on defense tonight. And that, that's my opinion on it. Offensively. Uh, here's something that's, this is, this is what I'm really worried about. We just saw Ben Woolridge play his Woolridge play his best game as a Cajun. No question about it. Yes, he, did he miss uh, the guy in the flat right there to score the touchdown or to get the first down late in the game? Yes, he did. It, it, it happens. Uh, it can't happen there, and that sucks, and it is what it is, but he still played his best game as a Cajun for me. You saw an offensive line that played their best game in two years, and I don't even think it's close. You got push up the middle all day long. We ran up between the guard and the tackle all day long, or between the center and the guard all, all, all day long. We abandoned it late in the game, which was so infuriating. You're sitting here screaming at the TV. What are you doing? Um, so I, I have no answer for that. No idea why we abandoned that. But look, our clock management at the end of the first half and at the end of the game was mind-boggling. I, I have no idea what they were thinking. Uh, but the offensive line got pushed all night long, and they passed pro like I haven't seen since, you know, two, 2021. That, that was really good to see. Now, that makes me optimistic for the future. The offense showed you what they can be. However, best game from the offensive line, Best game from Ben Woldridge. We we should have had five backs with at least 50, 60 yards uh, of rushing, and we still lost. 
that's that that's concerning to me, you know. And, and of course, a lot of it goes back on the, the defensive preparation, and and I know all that. But we played a clean game, no turnovers. We had that near that near fumble, which was a completely ridiculous play call right there when you're getting five or six yards of carry. I, I, I'll never understand that. Uh, but other than that, it was a clean game. The penalties are outrageous. We continue to be undisciplined, and it's the timing of the damn penalties that drives you nuts. It it, it I mean, a couple of times it helped ODU in a big way. You turn a third and seven into a third and two. They easily convert. Uh, one time we turned a, a, a third and seven into a third and 12 or something like that for us. So it's the timing of the penalties. You know, it's not these huge 15-yard penalties, these unsportsmanlike conducts, but it's the timing of the damn penalties. We've got to clean it up. That goes back to last year as well. And you can't just – it can't always be blamed on inexperience. That's a cop-out. I don't want to hear that. we got to fix that. That's a problem. And then lastly, I'll say uh, the the special teams, man. How how are we so bad? Nobody runs in their damn lane. Nobody knows their assignment. We can't kick the ball 40 yards. We punt the ball like shit. We're shanking balls. I mean, you know, I am officially concerned about special teams. We, we, you know, Luke Pascal needs to get his his boys together over there. You know, I know we're going through some change and everything. But you still got Kenny back there, and he's solid and steady, and he's he's injury free this year. And and I know we're replacing uh, the Stenga, but look, we got to kick the damn ball. We got to cover. We got to stay in our lanes. The, the ball in the end zone on the punt that they uh, the ball landed in the at the eight yard line. We got everybody staring at the freaking punt returner. Ball bounces and bounds into the end zone. We could have easily stopped that to keep him inside the ten, but we didn't. It's small, like the details. The details for this team right now, uh, I'm worried about. It. I'm worried about him and I'll let somebody else go, but that was on my mind. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, I totally agree that details I think is, are that's definitely a coaching thing and penalties and discipline. That's a coaching thing. And I'm just, before we go to you, James, I just want to throw out a couple of stats that are, that make my eyes pop out of my head. We had five red, red zone trips. We were four for five in the red zone tonight. ODU was only in the red zone once. They were one for Eight one. Balls. Time of, possession, time of possession for the Cajuns, 37 minutes and 31 seconds. For ODU, 22 minutes and 29 seconds. You know, wow. you brought hey, up a, how were we on third down? We third down, felt like it, it was better. But it was better, and we were 6 for 14 we on six third for 14. down. Yeah, we were fine. But you see, to your point, Josh, but, but to your point, Josh, about the details, I think that's the big difference between the Napier era and what's going on now is Billy was huge on the details. Not saying that Des isn't, but we were able to execute based on details. A lot of times we didn't have many penalties. You didn't see many false starts. Uh, the little things, with, like you said, with the special teams, field position, as much as as much stress as we used to have watching Billy's teams win by one point against sometimes, you know, subpar competition. We still found ways to win because of the fact that we had those small little details that actually helped carried us to, to, to getting over the top. I think those little things, we always talk about it, little things add up to big things and, you know, little things like field position, not missing tackles, not, not letting your kickoff team give up a huge chunk of yardage and give them a short field to score little things like that. I mean, 10 yard difference, man. I mean, the Napier teams, and I don't want to turn this into a Mike V. Napier because this is not that. I don't want to have that conversation. But I will say just because it's recent, those Napier teams had this uh, – they finished ball games. They fin- it was like they got better in the fourth quarter. To this point, 
we're, we are not finishing ball games. You see, like that, that whole drive, it looked like we started to put it together. We looked like we were in control. And I'm talking about the drive to end the game. And then it was like, you know, we puckered up there at the end. Everybody kind of get a little nervous. Look, the, the throw before the fourth down, the third down throw was in uh, the hands of the receiver. It was a good throw by Ben. You got to catch that football. I know. He, that was in his hands. He should have caught that. He should have caught that. But at the same gotta, time, Josh, was, why are we not running the damn ball? We're at the seven-yard line you, with four four downs to go. Or when we're running the football and one of our running backs, instead of cutting outside, cuts inside. There were two or three times tonight where – we would run it up the gut, and then you'd have one you'd have one lineman on the outside, and he'd cut up the middle instead of cutting to the outside where he could have gotten twenty more yards. I mean, I saw that a few times, and I'm like, why are you cutting up? Cut outside, so, like again. I mean, we got a lot of we got a lot of young backs, Jerry. It, but it doesn't matter. I, I, no, I, no, 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 Davis, some carries. no, 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 no. In a situation like that, I understand what you're saying. They're young and all this stuff, but. That's that should be natural at this at this stage. Like that shouldn't be something where you just say, I gotta look at film and decide where do I go. I understand some of these plays are designed, but that's the difference between a uh an someone like an Elijah Mitchell or or a Trey or a Trey Regis or a Raymond Kale who would do stuff like that. They would improv on the spot and in a running back we have now who you know would just cut up the middle instead of getting 24 yards, they get four yards. I noticed that two or three times tonight, and I'm not trying to be harsh on the running backs. Look, the running game was actually pretty good tonight, and I think those guys, the more carries they get, they'll get the more carries that they that they have, they'll get better. But man, it just makes me want to like pull my hair out because I'm so used to seeing our running backs pull those break runs because they cut to the outside or they're they they're able to improvise in that second level, and I, I just didn't see that tonight. You're right, you're right, but but you also just named three NFL running backs. So and there's a, those are a bunch of guys that played four and five years in the system. I think field vision, you, you, that comes with, with, uh, with time in. When you're, when you're young and you're making those, those, when you get through and get into the second level, field vision is a split-second freaking decision. I think that that will get better. I'm not worried about that at all. What I am worried about is getting away from the run. Like, I, I don't understand getting away from the run. I, I just don't understand. It, you know, when we used to get so pissed off when Billy would outcoach himself by trying to get cute and throw the ball here and waggle there and all this shit. It was like, dude, you're running yourself into negative yardage. What are you doing? I, I'm seeing a little of that, not necessarily that we, you know, ran ourselves into negative yardage, but ODU was completely helpless against our running game. They really were. And I would not call them a good defensive club. Uh, even after we played them, I don't think they're very good defensively. Uh, but they made enough plays to win the game. They 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 found weaknesses in our defense. They exploited them, and that's why they won the game. That's it. That was where the game was won and lost. I'm with you, Josh. Thanks for chiming in. James Butler, you've been waiting a while, man. Appreciate you uh, requesting to speak. If you're still there, floor is yours. I'm, in, I'm here. Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, what's up, James? All right, how y'all doing, man? Look, first thing I want to say is y'all gotta stop letting Terry talk on here with his negativity, okay? <laughs> like he is, he is, he is extremely negative, and we don't need that energy. You know, we're already pretty low right oh, now. Oh, he's coming okay? after you after this, James. <laughs> I, I already know. <laughs> I already know. I already know. But look, I, I just I wanted to ask y'all a question because I mean, Matt pretty much 
broke down everything that I wanted to say, so I won't get too into it. But I wanted to ask, what exactly is our defensive identity? Like, what is it? That's a great question. Because I didn't... Hey, can I, can I, can I jump right back in for just a second? Yeah, go ahead. James, last year, I know this for a fact from a player dad, all right? Last year, the kids hated that 10-yard cushion that he would always play. They hated that. So in the first two games this year, and you could throw away Northwestern State. I mean, uh, uh, you know, but you saw it tonight. How aggressive were those corners playing? They right. couldn't jam anybody off the line, but they tried. And I give him credit for that. Again, it's a lot of youth out there. But it was almost like he's kind of compensating or, or being overly aggressive. Did, did anybody else see that? Yeah. Um, so a, a former player told me that we tried not to play man because I guess the linebackers we had last year wasn't good in coverage. That's the way he explained it to me. I can't remember back that far, but I, I just wanted to ask, like, with the inconsistencies, what exactly is our identity? Like, what do we pride ourselves on? You know, like, what can we lean on? What exactly are we doing? Because it feels like, like Matt said, it feels like every time we, we come to some type of adversity, we get out coached. We don't make the adjustments. We don't do what we need. It just seems like the stubbornness, like Matt said, it's like, are we going to stick with what we do? Well, if that doesn't work, then what, what else do we have in our arsenal? You know what I'm saying? Like, football is a game of chess. When things don't go your way, you have to adjust. That's just, that's, that's simple. That's peewee football. But it seems like we don't do that. Offensively, like Matt said, I'm, offensive line played the best game I've seen in a while. I was actually pretty surprised because going into this game, that's something I was worried about. Um, running backs, I, look, I'm sitting watching the TV. I'm thinking, why are we not running the ball on the goal line either? So I won't even repeat a lot of those things, but I just wanted to ask, what exactly is our identity on defense? That's, 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 that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to ask to see if y'all had an answer for me. That's a great question, man. I, I don't know if I can answer that for you. I will tell you that we're in year two of seeing other teams make adjustments at halftime against us and being successful. And I look back into the ULM game. When you got coaches at ULM of all places that are out coaching you in the second half because they're making adjustments, and we seem to just follow the same play, uh, the game plan between the first and second half, whether or not we're having success, we're going we're gonna to live or die by whatever our game plan is. That's a little bit concerning on the on the coaching side. What our identity is, I don't know. Because like Josh mentioned, last year we had a 10-yard cushion, and now we're trying to uh, you know, play man-man coverage and getting beat by ODU. So I'm just as con uh, confused as you. Do, Jerry, do you have any? I, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. Well, I think the common denominator is we do – we always get beat, and I noticed this last season because I saw it tonight. We always get beat on a big play. It's like you said tonight. I mean, how many times did ODU get into the red zone? Once? One time. And they scored. They still scored 38. So, obviously, there's big plays that we're surrendering to, to, the, to these offenses that, to me, I feel like because of our youth, last year we were able to – play man because when you have guys like Trey Amos or Camp Ladesclo in your in your in your secondary or in your second level, it helps, right? You you know you can count on them. This year we're playing a bunch of sophomores and juniors outside of I think it's 
think we might have, I think one senior in the secondary, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So, well, the guy think, that victimized three times tonight is a true freshman. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we've got youth. So, so James, to answer your question with our identity, I, I don't think we have one yet, not because, you know, we can't find one, but because we're just young. Like, I think this year, our identity, it's it's going to be a sort of a work in progress, unfortunately, as much as I hate to admit it. Um, because, like, it's like you guys saw tonight. We can't play man. I mean, look. James, you you are you you you're wide you're a wide receiver, okay? Let's say for instance you right. you've played in offenses that are up tempo. If you're if you're already lined up and you're and you got your you're on the line, you check with the ref, and you still see the corner looking at the sideline when you snap, you're licking your chops, man. You you've probably been in those situations a few times. You're like, huh, I'm going, I'm taking it to the house. That's easy. We did that like four times tonight, four times, Be and, and a lot of it was well, youth. But here's here's my thing. Cover three is simple. We don't have to like after you beat me twice deep the way that you did. All right, look, don't even look at me. This is what we're playing now. So stop it. I don't even know why this is even a question at this point. If we obviously can't press, if we obviously can't line up, well, let's give them the space so we don't get beat deep. Get the linebackers in the flat and let's eliminate this whole thing altogether. I don't understand. Like, that's simple. I don't understand why we didn't just do that. That's that's second grade coverages. Like, that's confusing to me. I, I think just from what I saw tonight, it was almost like, and you talked about the game of chess, every time we tried to get, it felt like every time we were getting into a zone coverage, what did they do? They ran the ball. And, and you know, we played that three down lineman. They run the ball. They get their five or six yards. Then when we try to play against the run, that's when they hit us over the top. So every time we tried countering, it seemed like they would they would one up us. And so I don't know to be honest with like, you. I, I get I, it. Yeah, I, I maybe maybe the cover three might have been able to counter both. I don't know, but I, <laughs> I think a lot of this is youth. I think a lot of it is youth. And I mean, you've been in those film studies, man. I know there's going to be some screaming uh, in the next few days of how could you miss this or why did we do that or oh my gosh, I can't believe maybe we should have done this and. I, I just hope, uh, of if anything, and 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 I'm I'm acting like Captain Obvious here. I just hope in the next few weeks we can be ready because we're going to be playing again. UAB is runs a very similar offense. Minnesota runs a very similar offense. Buffalo runs a very similar offense. They all run that quick spread. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be some teams we're facing this year that run a very similar offense to what we saw tonight. I mean, we. It's almost there is no tomorrow in adjusting to this. We're gonna to have to and adjust. They're, they're licking their chops if they're watching tonight. Oh. <laughs> and listen, this is the last thing I say. I, I want I want Dez to be successful so bad that stuff like this hurts. You know, like it's painful for me to watch, and it's painful for me to go through as a fan, you know, as a former player because I want him to be successful so bad that it's hurting me. You know, and, and I think that's that's where a lot of my frustrations are coming from, because I know the type of guy he is. I know what type of coach he is. I know what we're capable of. We're just not getting it done. And the clock is ticking. You know, we don't we, we don't have time to figure a lot of these things out. A lot of the mistakes we made last year should have been cleaned up this year. We shouldn't be having a lot of these conversations, you know, because. We was on the same thing last year, saying some of the same exact things that we're saying now. And it's like, 
I just, I don't know. And that, that's that's why it's hurting me because I want him to be successful so bad. I want him to get the job done. And it's like, we just not seeing the results. But unlike Terry, I'm going to be positive and I'm going to say, we're going we gonna to pick it up. You know what I'm saying? And and, and we going to, we gonna, I ain't going to say we're going to win it the rest of the way. We're going to see improvement. Man, Terry's already okay, that's saying how, that's how I leave it. Terry's already saying that we're the last place team in the entire Sun Belt. That's so. what I'm saying. <laughs> I, don't I don't know why y'all didn't hang up on him. Y'all should be like, all right, man, get out of here. Well, you know, yeah, I was going to say real quickly, you know, um, look, you're playing a team next week that gave up, what, 49 to Georgia Southern. The team you play the following week just lost to Fordham and FCS at home. I would hope the next two weeks would give us a golden opportunity to correct our errors. But just based on the way we play tonight, I hate, hate to sound like a pessimist, but it doesn't matter if who they lost to. We need to fix our stuff first before we can worry about that. Can I be honest for a second with y'all? Can I be honest? I'm going to be honest with you. I was actually worried about this game. I know a lot of y'all said that y'all weren't, but I was actually worried. So when we came out, because after watching our online performance in the first game, I was definitely worried about this one. Because I was like, there's no way we're going to be successful. Like, this is, this is we're non-conference play. We're going to get exposed. So when we came out and scored on the first drive, I was like, okay. You know, I'm feeling a little confident. You know, so from my standpoint, just from, I guess looking at it from the point of view that I did, I was actually surprised that we even, you know, put up a game. Honestly, I hate to say it like that, but just a lot because from the first game, a lot of the mistakes that we had last year didn't seem like it was being corrected. So I just figured, oh, it's the same old stuff. So we going down the same drain we went through last year. So I actually see a lot of things that I'm I'm excited about. So I'm not going I'm like I said I'm not going to be a pessimist like Terry is. You know <laughs> well, I'm offensively, I'm offensively but offensively we scored 31 points. I mean, we scored 31 on the road. If you look at our predictions before the game, I said we would we would win the game 24 to 21. We scored more than what we all predicted. I think uh Nick, you you predicted 31 24. 24, yeah. So so we scored 31 points. Anytime you score 31 points, you're pretty much expected to win, especially with the optimism that we had with what we saw in the defense last week. Now, granted, it was Northwestern State, but it, it looked like our defense did a lot of things correctly, and it just it just felt like they took a step back. And I think they part of it was because they outschemed us. And so that's that's on our coaching staff. Our coaching staff needs to fix that. I mean, and they and they know they will, and they know they know they have to do that, but it's still frustrating to have to watch it and, and see it. Um, but I'll say, I'll, I'll say this, James, let's hope, let's hope our saints can make us feel better tomorrow, man. Let, let's hope our saints. I don't can even make want to talk about it. I know. I was going to say, I'm already stressed out. I'm already stressed out, man. I can't even, I can't even do that. And then Terry's not even a saints fan. So if he tried to oh, turn, don't, that. Even <laughs> don't even like, let him get in there. Let you me know, in. Look, yeah, come on. <laughs> All right, we gotta we gotta give Terry a chance to clap back. So Terry, I'll give you I'll give you a, a chance right here. Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask one, one more question. One more question before I go. All right, what you got? What you got? If 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 the defense doesn't improve, do y'all see Des making a change? Like if if in the next two games, if it's the same old, do you see a midseason like change coming? Do you see that happening? Uh, or do you think coaching? he's not that type of coach? Uh, uh, yeah, like about? with the defense. No, no, I, I don't. I mean, and, and I think I think uh, part of that. Give the to, me, to Giuliani. Give the part of that, to Giuliani. That's what I said. But I think part of it is youth. Again, we have so many underclassmen on defense to where 
this is one of those seasons where it's like you, you kind of give the coach a pass. Now, if you had six or seven seniors or you had a bunch of upperclassmen and they had a lot of high expectations and preseason accolades and then they're doing this, then you would definitely kind of have to look twice and go, okay, <laughs> what's going on here? But I think because of the youth, this is one of those years where it's just, look, just just ride it out and see what happens. But Jerry, and try to build look, on it. I, I love you and, and I agree with you to some extent, Josh. And I get that we're young, but last year the excuse was, well, we had transfers. And this year is, well, we're, we have youth. Look, other teams have, have youth, right? They've got young players and they're executing and they're, and they're in position and they're not looking at the sideline when, you know, the play's being called and ODU is taking the snap and we're still looking. That's not a youth thing. That's a coaching thing. That's a preparation thing. Yes. Yes, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. The youth is on the island. It's out on the corners. If you know that you have any experience on the corners, play a freaking zone. Yeah. Get back into Tampa too, so you don't have to look for where you need to be. It doesn't have to be a man up situation. That's what I'm saying. And that's and, you know James brought it up, and so did Terry. That's a coaching issue. There's got to be an adjustment made. And so if you know going in that you have any experience in those areas, I mean you got to make a change. You got to. I still don't I just, think we make a change in the middle of the season. I don't, I don't, I know I don't that, see it happening. He's not going to yeah. do it. It's not going to happen. No, no, no. Man. When I say make a change, I mean you got to make it a change to your strategy. Coaching. Yeah, I got in you. Your right, right, schematically. But but I'm just saying it's it's not going to happen this year. But and I know I know what y'all are saying about the youth, but the youth is going to be the reason why we would never make a change there. I mean, but I still especially think, not this season. Look, we're we're talking about the youth, and and again, I agree. I agree with your points, Josh, and. We still have what I think is an easy schedule, and that easy schedule started today. Now, some of those games didn't look, don't look as easy. Like Texas State doesn't look as easy as should have been. Buffalo is a toss up because they looked okay against Wisconsin, but then they lose to an FCS team. But just to say, the West is is a tough is a tough division, and we gotta we gotta figure it out quick because this is supposed to be an easy schedule, and we lose to the first game first team on that quote easy schedule that we have this year so what does that mean for the but future can we of this agree game? can we agree that odu is better than we thought oh I mean, yeah they, oh yeah oh yeah they, they didn't beat themselves they didn't turn the football over they played a great they did a great job of keeping field position a bit advantage I, I was impressed with them and I'm, they weren't great but i thought they played much better than i expected them to sorry Jeff. i think Go ahead. I, no I, I was gonna say i think odu the way they played today i i don't want to get ahead of myself but i do think compared to that three and nine season they had last year i think they can they, they're good enough to be bowl eligible if they keep playing like this i do i mean they have some weapons on offense their defense is pretty good in this conference it's tough but i do think they can win enough games to to face bowl eligibility if they play like they did tonight going the rest of the year terry johnson what's up man i know you want to clap back so go ahead Jimmy, I, if you want me to be positive, I'll be positive, all right? I love you. I'll be positive. I'll do it for you. Well, another bright spot that we didn't bring up, Zion Chris got in the game, and they did a like actual good QB power run play. That that was I wish we would have brought back when we got in the red zone on the last <laughs> minute of the game. If we Preach. were putting, like quarterback power, I've been, I've been screaming for like a quarterback power, like – like in our playbooks since when Billy was here. Like, I don't know why we don't do it often. We get in the short yardage 
games or, and we just hand it off in the pistol or something like that or we get on the center and hand it off. No, get an extra blocker. Get your running back be an extra blocker. Run a QB power, and it works. If we would have done that in the red zone, I feel like we would have got in. So if you want me to be positive, Jimmy, I love you, dog. Yo, okay, that my positive is Zion Chris got in the game. We ran a good run play, but we should have came back to it because we shouldn't have tried four straight runs pass plays in a row and gosh <laughs> looking at that and i know it was one play and i know it was a, a quick run or whatever but like just seeing him with the ball in his hands he was fast i mean he was a beast and and that just uh, like gave me a little bit of a butterfly effect in my stomach he looked like, like the most talented guy on the team oh on my field at that point oh, i know he's the most talented guy on the, on the field and 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 just thinking ahead in the future at that position i, I mean that it's a good sign of things to come if if we can hold on to him for another couple of years. Cause man, that guy's got talent. And in, in that one short play, he you my eyes just lit up at what at what the future might bring. Well, you don't want to get me started on this. I, I, I keep tweeting. I keep tweeting. I apologize, Ben. Because at the beginning of the season, I said I don't think he should have been the starter in the first place. He backs me. I'm beyond I said it. And I tweeted it. But every time Ben makes a good play. I always be like, I apologize, man, because you proved me wrong. But like you said, seeing Zion tonight, man, it's looking it's looking really bright right now. You know, well, here's 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 the thing. Here's here's the question I have, guys, and I'll let everybody chime in on this. So so James, you asked about what our what should our defensive identity or what our defensive identity should be. What should our offense identity? Be. because to me even since the days you and terry played right we were always a run balanced attack always a run balance right. right we ran the ball first and then we set up for the pass. and even the last couple of years when levi was quarterback as much as i would have loved to see levi run the ball more same thing run balanced attack set up for the pass. now we're seeing a little bit more balanced because of the fact that you have a quarterback that is more of a pro style slash West coast as quarterback, right? I mean, he came from Fresno state. He's got a great arm. He's very poised in the pocket. He's more of a pocket passer, but then that goes into our offensive scheme. Are we more of, should we be more of a balanced offense or should we go back to what we've always been as a run balance attack? Now, if you want to be a run balance attack, in my personal opinion, Zeon's your quarterback. Because he fits right into the scheme. What do you guys think about that? If we've got Ben, then I think we need to be pass first to open up the run. Um, but yes. if, if we if we yes. got Zeon, then obviously you're you're running it up the gut, and you and you're. I mean, there's there's no question to it. So so I think it depends. I think you build your game plan around your quarterback, and I think right now with Ben, you're going to have the spread offense, and you're going to pass to open up the run. I think that's that's who we are. Well, let's let's be honest for a second. The days of the pro style quarterback are dying out. That's it's. I mean, let's be honest. We can look at the NFL. We can look at a lot of the colleges. I mean, you got to be mobile, man. We're trying to argue. That's you got to be mobile, man. I don't know. What we're really trying to argue here. And look, I like Ben. Like I said, I, that's why I keep tweeting. I apologize because he made some throws tonight that were that was amazing. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, man, this dude is balling out. But, it, you know, a lot of those runs that he he had, how many more yards you think Zion would have got? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's true. You know, that scramble close to the goal line when he had to go out of bounds. 
He thinks Deion would have got in. Maybe he, he has scores. He you probably know? scores. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so it's just it's little stuff like that that always sticks in my mind because I was under the impression, just knowing what I know, that with with the injury to Ben, that this was Zion's opportunity to come in and actually like get his cakes out. You know what I'm saying? Make his mistakes and get his, you know, reps, game reps, and do what he need to do and plan for the future. So <laughs> I, I wasn't really keeping in like keeping in touch at the beginning of the season. So when I seen Ben run out there, like the day before when they announced that Ben was a quarterback and I seen it, I was just like, oh, okay. You know, because I was I was confused because I was under the impression that it was it was Zion's time, you know, and I just and- don't want to lose him. With the with you know with, that's my concern. That's a concern. Yeah, that's a that's concern. we talked about that. And, and look, I like Ben. I think for what we if if we want to be a balanced attack or run or pass first, run second type offense, Ben's your guy. And it looks like that's kind of what we're running now. But I just I, I see Zeon go in or and, and you know, look, I got to see him in the spring game. He's got a rocket arm and he's mobile. <laughs> he he's got he's got some good he's got a great pocket presence, he can scramble. And he's got he can he can throw. He's kind of like what um, you know, what you see with Shador Sanders now, right? Now Shador is a pass first quarterback, but when he needs to move, he moves. I see very sim I see a lot of similarities to Zeon, but Zeon can can run a he can run and run a read option pretty well from what I saw. So when you see that type of dynamic talent, you look at it and you're like, Well, if we're running again, if we're a run balanced offense, if that's always been our identity, he he fits the puzzle piece perfectly. So Look, I'm not saying play Zeon for Ben. I still think that if Ben is our starter and the locker room rallies around him, by all means, let Ben do his thing. But sometimes I'm like you, Jay. I'm James. I'm looking at this. I'm like, man, what, what, what are some opportunities here? Seeing what Zeon did tonight, just on that one run, you're looking and you're like, man, with the arm he has and the the mobility he has. How much more explosive could this offense be if we ran more of a run balanced attack? Makes me curious. So what's the problem? So what's the problem? Like, why is he not playing more, or why didn't he get the job? Is it because something he did in the spring? Did he not perform well in the spring, or is it because they just trust Ben because he's basically the upperclassman, the veteran, and he knows the offense? That that's veteran. probably like, it. What's the issue? That that's what I'm hearing, James. That's probably it. Is is that Ben has a good grasp of the playbook? Ben's got the leadership skills. Not saying Zeon doesn't, but he's he's kind of known as a leader in the locker room. Um, so I think those intangibles kind of put him a little bit of ahead. And I think Zeon has a little bit of work to do in in both of those regards. But I think uh, I think there's no question that if things go south later this season, to me, I think you'll see more of Zeon. Um, but hopefully we're not in that position. And and look, I think the thing that's going to keep him here for next year is knowing that he's going to be the starter next year. I don't think there's any doubt in any of our minds that he's our guy next year. So I'm just hopeful. hopeful. And, and he's a character guy, right? So I'm hopeful that, yeah, that yeah, he, yeah. He, he, I, I don't have that much of a concern for him transferring out. Um, I just hope that we don't see him later in this year because that means the season's going downhill and and he's getting right. that opportunity. Right. And, and look, and I, I like honest, So I don't want I don't want this to be a, a Ben bashing thing by me. I like Ben. No, so yeah, we ben get it, man. Cool. No, cool. No. I'm good with it. I totally but hear I'm what you're saying. saying. Thought, yeah. You know, yeah, okay, cool. I just want to throw that out there because I, you know, I am not, you know, I'm not Terry. So I'm, you know, I <laughs> <laughs> that 
I, I like Ben. I thought that this was Zion's opportunity to, since we have a young team, well, we might as well throw our young quarterback out there too. But I get it. I get it. You know, I like Ben. Let him do his thing. If if they with it, I'm riding for it. So, you know, that's all I have to say. I appreciate the comments, James. Before we go to you, Josh, I just want to give a shout out. I see we've got some Georgia Southern fans uh, in the in the Twitter space tonight. I uh, want to congratulate them. Big win over UAB tonight, 49 to 35. Always good to beat up on uh, what they call themselves a P6. <laughs> P6 league. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, but we, we got them next week. We go to Birmingham next yeah. week and play the Blazers. So if any of you guys want to chime in and give us some secrets on what you saw tonight from UAB, Please share your thoughts. We'd love for you to call in and talk a little bit about your game. And again, congratulations on your win. Way to represent the Sun Belt. Job yeah. well done to the Eagles. Lots, lots of lots of nice wins tonight for the Sun Belt. But uh, Josh, you've been uh, you've been holding there for a while, man. I know you got some. You want to go fume. right ahead. He's ready to fume because we mentioned Zeon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yep. Don't I? I ain't even getting started on that. But look, I I don't want to hear who prepares like a pro. I don't want to hear character guy, loyalty. I don't want to hear that shit. It's 2023. Deion Sanders just went to Colorado and invited 87 new players, and now they're a top 20 program in America. I don't want to hear. Who makes us a better football team? When Zion's under center or in the shotgun, are we a better football team? If the answer is yes, he needs to be playing. And y'all know my feeling on it, all right? He had the whole spring to himself. What is it that he did not do to earn the job? Because Ben was sitting on the couch rehabbing. You know, and, and I, to me, if it's even close, you give the reins to Zion. He's your future. You want to keep him in Lafayette. I'm not saying he will transfer, but do y'all really believe Ole Miss is not going to come snick, uh, sn sniffing around or Florida's not going to come sniffing around or Tulane's not going to come sniffing around? Of course they will. We, we've experienced it since Billy's been gone. Y'all know how that is. Look at what happened with Trey and Cam and all those other guys that left last year. If he can play, he needs to play. He needs to play now. He is dynamic. He is a game changer. He changes the entire fabric of a football team. And I don't know how the players fall on this. I don't know if, you know, if, if they look at Ben as their leader. And that's a whole other conversation. But I'm talking about st strictly based on performance. If Zeon's the player, he needs to play. And I, I don't think that's even debatable at this point. I mean, it's a business. You got to get this is bottom line results. You know, Terry made the comment that the, or no, it was James that made the comment that the, the, the clock's ticking. It's ticking for everybody. It's ticking for the assistant coaches. It's ticking for Dez. It's ticking. I mean, look, we gotta. We have to come to grips with reality now. This is not the NCAA of ten years ago. It's not the NCAA of five years ago. Things are changing rapidly, and we can't lie to ourselves and say, "Oh, well, Zion's a he's a character guy." Well, I don't care if I'm a character guy. If somebody offered me half a million dollars to go play quarterback at a, a Division One program that I have a chance to win at, I have to consider it. I would be stupid not to. So all of those things have to be. They have to be taken into consideration when you make these decisions. And the other thing is that, look, I am sick and tired of wasting these tight end rooms that we have. We just had a tight end room with Pierce Meagle, Johnny Lumpkin, and, uh, and Neil Johnson, and, and a couple other guys that came through. Why does Neil Johnson have five catches tonight? Five catches, six targets, I think. That is not enough. He's the best pass catcher we have on the field. 10, 12 targets every time. Feature the damn tight end room. You want to win a championship. You want to go undefeated for the rest of the year. Put Z on a quarterback, feature the tight end room, and run the damn ball 60 times a game. We can win. We're good enough up front to do it. They showed you tonight. 
You pretty much summed up. You pretty much summed up the 2011 to 2014 stretch <laughs> just now. I think Terry and James are probably smiling right now because you basically just described that hey, offense, and it worked. How did Florida? How did how did Florida Tebow and uh, and uh, Urban Meyer win those national championships back Percy then? Percy Harvin. The and, tight end. How did how did how did the Patriots become the best dynasty of our lifetimes? They featured the tight end. Throw the football to the gosh damn tight end. Why are we having this conversation every week? I'm sick of it. Uh, year, year six and counting, Josh's campaign, throw to the tight end. Throw to the damn tight end, I think is the actual quote. Point for sure. Look, I'm look, I'm Josh, I'm not I'm not disagreeing that Zeon is a future for this program. I just there I think without saying how how do I put this? I think Ben it, it was Ben's job to lose. And I I've heard through the grapevine that Ben gosh, how do I say it without saying it? I, I just think it again, it was Ben's job to lose, and I don't think Ben lost the job. And and they're not going to penalize a guy for getting injured and not being able to participate in the spring. Knowing Des and who he is that he would not allow Ben to lose that job because he could not perform in the spring. Now, that being said, I think if Ben starts underperforming, like I just said, and things start going downhill this season, I think there's going to be a short leash and you're going to see Zion in the game. But I totally get your point and I agree with you. That, look, they're talking to Zion. They're talking to all of our key players no matter what. It's going to happen. They probably talked to him last season. And when I say he's a character guy, I just think he's a guy who's going to stay close to home. So whether or not he goes somewhere, guys are offering him, I guarantee you there are people in his DMs right now trying to get him to go other places. I'm just hopeful that he knows that he is the future of this program. And starting next year, he will be leading this team. But again, I I, I can't see, I don't have a, a vision into the future. I wish I did because I'd, I'd bet I'd win the lottery. But um I don't know. I just want to say that I, I just don't think Des would have put Ben in a position to lose the job if he did not have a chance to win it in the spring or keep it. No. In the your, point is well taken. your point is well taken, and I totally get it. Nick, look, we have some old school uh, habits that die hard. I get all that. The fact of the matter is it's a bottom line business. Win or get out. That's where we're at now. And if Zeon gives you the opportunity to make an extra play or two, which might turn into an extra score or two. It's crazy for him not to be your quarterback. And this is no shot at Ben. It's no shot at Chandler. I'm talking about when he's on the field, we are a different team. The dynamics change when he is on the field, flat, flat out. Hey, by the way, real quick, I'm going to stop talking so much. I just wanted to say that I made a comment earlier about Keon being a freshman. Keon's actually a sophomore, Jimmy. My bad on that. But I still don't think, I mean, I get the point about Zeon, but I still don't think quarterback position is the problem. <laughs> we saw that tonight. Quarterback position was not the issue. The issue was, again, the oh, play no. calling. And God, I don't think any of the personnel is the issue. I yeah. think the person, the, the, the issue uh, is wearing a headset on a couple of different uh, sides yes. of the ball. Yes. That, that's my opinion. And now, look, I, I'm all about if they want to throw him in. I mean, if we want to go and, and have him running Wildcat and all this crap. 100%. I want to see him in the game as much as we can possibly get him in that game. Um, I just hopeful if if we see him this season, I just think it's going to be because we're in a really, really bad spot. So that would be disappointing. Terry Johnson, you want to speak again? What's up? 
And don't forget, all of you who are just listening in, if you do want to speak, we'd love to hear from you. Just click on the request to speak. I will add you, and then you will get to have the floor. Terry, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah. Going back to what Matt said is like, yeah, this isn't the same NCAA. Like, like, like I was saying, like, you don't think that the coach down in Florida, he's not, you know, biting his fingernails right now, seeing how fast Dion turned the team in Colorado. You know, and that's how a lot of us fans feel at a lot of different places. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not saying that Dad should have flipped the roster and brought in 50 other guys, but I damn sure I'm saying is like, I saw a lot of things in this secondary that were, you know, we kind of need some answers for, and I don't think we got some good answers. You know what I'm saying? Like gone are the days of guys being patient. I mean, I think, you know, as much as I'm not a big Tulane fan, like, Fritz down in Tulane, he he been with the team how long? What seven, eight years? Had like a two two win team in uh, you know twenty twenty one. Then like he came back up. Any other any other any other school, he would have been fired. Any other school, but he he was able to build it back up and hey, became a combo winning team. I don't think that's that. I think that time is over because people are impatient. You have the transfer portal. I'm just saying that. I think this this game exposed how quickly we could not reload and how quickly somebody else, like everybody else in our conference, knows how to reload and in the country. We will get left in the dust if we don't figure that out. I think, I, look, I will not disagree with you that we need to adapt to the situation. Um, and I'll say it again. Bringing in high school kids is great, but the problem is, they're the ones who are transferring out. And then if you're reloading with more with high school kids, then they're transferring out. So, um, yeah, no, I'm with you. And, and again, we don't need to, we don't need to have 30 guys from the transfer portal every year, but what we do need to have is some experience to help out those younger guys who are in our secondary, who are, who are young wide receivers. We need that experience and you get that through the transfer portal. Um, but it's, it's the transfer portal is a dangerous thing you could be picking up somebody else's problem as well. So you got to be very strategic on how you, you do your homework and hit that portal. So um, yeah, I, I agree with you on several points there, Terry. Yeah, that's true. You, you could get a bad egg and that's, you know, happened several times when I was at, when I was at UL, I mean, you get some guys who just ran in with the wrong crowd and just couldn't stick with it. You know, you know, you figure out their story, you know, you, either you hit a home run or you get a dud. And that's just, that, that is the nature of the beast. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't think that we should just, yeah, like you said, don't bring in 30 guys, but come on, man. You you had to, I, I saw this coming and I wish that uh, we could have corrected these issues before the season started. But we're here. I'm, Jimmy, I'm sorry if I'm negative. You know, I love you, man. <laughs> well, it comes from a place of, uh, it comes from a place of love, Terry. We know that. All, all, of, uh, all of our comments come from a place of love. And we love our team and we love our players and coaches. So, uh, and caring. If you would, if you didn't care, I, I, love this, man. I, love this. I want this to succeed. I, I think we all do, succeed. man. I, I don't yeah. think there's a person in this space or, or watching the stream that doesn't want them to, to, uh, to succeed, but we need to start seeing some of those, those results at some point. Um, and we'll be just as disappointed for him when he does it. Um, if he isn't as successful as we expect him to be. So, um, all comes from a place of love. We get it, man. Terry, I got a question. I want to ask you specifically this because we agree on 99% of this. I believe that we need reinforcements mostly because of experience. I think that that's such a huge thing. Stepping on the field and knowing what to do right away, it, it, the learning curve is so much different. I know you know that. We all know that. 
But I want to make sure that my eyes are not lying to me because I see a lot of young guys that can play. I see a lot of guys that are hungry and want to make plays. But I also see a lot of guys that maybe aren't supported. And I go back to that drive where we could not audible out because of tempo, and they just victimized the corners in particular 21. That somebody has got to be able to call the timeout on the second time that it happens, not the fourth time. Somebody's got to have the autonomy to be able to make a decision on the field, in my view. Uh, but, but to be more specific, when you're watching these guys play, even, and, and I'm talking about the young guys too, are, are, do you see individuals that just can't hack it? Or do you see a lot of guys that just are not prepared? Like, where do you fall on that? Uh, I, I think it's uh, it's hard to put, put put it on one thing. I do see one, like I said, I do see a young secondary. It's unprepared, man. Yeah, like yeah, it's unprepared, man. I, 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 we we should have had a base call defense to where if they we run have, tempo, we go. That's why check. I said cover three, Terry. That's why yes. I said cover three. Yeah, when when you got, in that position. Go to that. Like, don't even look at me. At this point, you should already know what to do. It was happening late in the game. It should have never happened late in the game. Yeah, like like you said. I don't know who the mic was when that was going on, but that guy's got to have some experience enough to be able to to audible out. I mean, you have to be able to. Like, Tyler Gittry's been in the program six years. I don't know if he was on the field at that time, but that's the kind of guy you want in that situation. To me, like, you got to be able to prepare for that. What were they watching on film all week? And when I say they, I mean – like Lamar and Coach Scott and Coach Giuliani and all that, I don't, I don't think that they're bad coaches, but that's a huge mistake. So you're telling me how inaccurate this quarterback was. You sit that drop back in the zone. He's not going to overthrow his receiver. Interception every time. He, like, like he showed you, like he showed you the whole first half. You see what I'm saying? Like it, it should have been something implemented where it was like, okay, if we get caught, like we did many times just do this and there's not like you can't go wrong you know what i'm saying like obviously we're getting outran the db is getting outran when you're trying to play a man anyway so let's throw that out the window but now he's getting caught looking at the sideline so he's really two three steps behind now like so like i think it's coaching because you shouldn't even been in that position after the after the second time after the second time yeah, after the second time, it's like, all right, we got to do something else. Because it, 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 was, it, was, it was confusing and it was frustrating for me because they, like, they was doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it's like, at what point are we going to change this? <laughs> like, it was low-key embarrassing, to be honest. It reminded me of when yeah, we played – if we, when we played FAU – and Schnellenberger was the head coach and he kept throwing the ball to the left sideline and making these catches. And they did it over and over and over again. And we couldn't stop it. That was the most frustrating thing I've ever seen in my life. Second to what we saw tonight, when you're talking about seeing it over and over and over again, it's like, we, we didn't adjust whatsoever. And, and I, I don't know, man, it's, it's something, something to watch. Have we always played the three, four or that we just put that in? Like, did we play the three four against No Western, or we just put that in for? This I think week? we. I saw no, a lot he of. Didn't, he, didn't, he, he didn't run a three four last no, year. No, he, he. we we played four down linemen last week. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We ran the four. Yeah, yeah the four linemen last week. This was the first week I've seen in a while where he was only rushing three. 
well we've done it we've done it with disguise like sort of like what's it called like when you disguise disguise your set before the snap we've done that like where we've put some we put the front seven a little kind of play them up a little bit so you play with three down linemen there but like outside or like play a hybrid guy on the outside but not not like what we saw tonight like not like a a literal three three four or three three five or anything like that like that was the first time i think i've seen us run that probably since probably since hud probably since you guys played it's been that long <laughs> since i've seen three down linemen yeah like I, do we how come i don't understand why we didn't try to rush more than like four <laughs> like like I, I, more than three I, I, I don't understand how we just kept staying in that same base and one we couldn't get a rush and two when they tried to run the ball, we didn't like uh Matt said, we couldn't drop another linebacker in the box to try to keep him from running five yards every time they ran the ball. Like it was oh, so frustrating. I mean it was oh. bad. Yeah. No, I get it, man. Well, that wasn't fun, Jerry. <laughs> no, no. That was not fun. All right, let's say let's let's say some positive stuff. There's a lot of positive to take away from this game. Let's say some positive stuff. Well, I think the positive is we were a little better on third down. I think we we already mentioned that. Um, ben looked improved over last last week, um, so that was a good thing. And uh, talk to me about Harvey Broussard. Harvey Broussard, man, that was his coming out party. Man, man child, total man child. I wish he, I wish he would have been targeted even more than he was tonight. Same. And I think he, I think we did try to t- target him another couple times, but he might have been uh, in between. F- Four defensemen, four de- defenders, and and couldn't get the ball to him. But um, no, Harvey Broussard, man, he's he's. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do this year. Um, and then our, our rushing attack. I mean, you had you had Kabodi, you had Woolridge, you had Williams. Yeah, uh, I mean Perry, Chris. Even without Draylon in there, you still had a a dangerous rushing attack. So that was encouraging to see this this week um but man those penalties that that's something that again i, I know i'm supposed to be positive but the penalties yeah have, nick this is positive time uh, positive time. i, I, I positively about, disgusted I'll, I'll keep it i'll just say about, that how about how about the damn offensive line son oh man I, I, you, yeah look, we we we've been on them all for a year and some you gotta give those boys a shout out i mean that was that was textbook Hundred percent. That was that was a fantastic performance, and we got to talk about that. They showed up. Well, the two the two biggest complaints we had last week was the the passing game, the short the the intermediate routes were inconsistent, and we had no pass protection. Both of those were well improved tonight. Uh, intermediate routes were great. We converted a few third and fourth downs with the inter- intermediate routes. Actually, we converted two fourth downs, which included a touchdown to Jacob Cabote in the flat on fourth down and those inter- with those intermediate routes. And I thought pass protection was great. I, I don't, I mean, I, even, even when Ben was pressured, he was able to get rid of the ball in time or he was able to actually gain some yardage off of it. So at least the offensive line gave him that much protection and not have somebody in his face, like against Northwestern state. I think that's going to go a long way offensively, especially with our offensive production. As long as these receivers keep maturing, you know, you got guys like Robertson who made an awesome catch before halftime. I thought it should have been a touchdown while that play by play guy, the play by play guys on TV when they're reviewing it. Oh, I think he dropped the ball. No, I'm like, where? They took that away like, from him. He's like, oh, the ball hit the ground. I'm like, where did it hit the ground? You could barely see, like, what are you talking about? And then, and then you've got Harvey Broussard just 
you know, making St. Martinville proud. He was killing it tonight. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. So the, the youth of our receiving core, you really saw them develop tonight. I'm actually really excited about that because I know as long as the run, running game continues to do what they're doing, and then you've got an offensive line that looks like they've got their pass protection figured out as of this week, and these young receivers keep stepping up, the offense is going to be fine regardless of who, who the quarterback is. I thought Ben had a really good game. So I, I'm excited about that, but again, it's it's defense. I mean, if there's anything positive about the defense, I guess they made a few third-down stops, but outside of that, I mean. Whoa, 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 whoa. Positive. Lots of positive on defense. <laughs> Lots of positive, okay? Listen, it ain't yeah. good, man. We've had talent at every level. It is not the kids. I am telling you what I'm watching. We were not prepared properly. That's the bottom line. And I'll ride for these guys. They they were not in position, and that's not their fault. And like you said, Josh, the other team had to show up too and coach, and they did a damn good job coaching. Oh, we got out scheme, man. I mean, we we they took us to school. I said it three times already. They took us to school. I mean, let's just call it what it is. And I don't they, think ODU is going to be school. a three and nine team again this against this again this year. I mean, I, I really don't. Six, but, six or seven wins. Yeah, six but, seven wins. but I the, agree. Point is, the point is, you went into the season, you know, uh, on a positive note, saying, "Hey, we got to, you know, we got to win. We're going to win nine or ten games. This is this is an easy schedule." And I hate when people say that because you never know what if the schedule is easy or not until you see how the other teams play. To season to season, and it ain't always the same team. And I think well, we fell into that trap this week is is that we thought it might be not a cakewalk, but we thought we'd come out with the dub, um, you know. And and it's not the same team that just like we're not the same team we were last season. So, I mean, last year, last year we didn't know South Alabama would win ten games. We we didn't know Troy would win eleven games, finish ranked in the top twenty five, and win the Sun Belt. We didn't know that Rice would 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 be good enough to go to a bowl game. So, so it's it's hard to really determine or predict who's going to do what, even though maybe that team wasn't as good as the year before. I mean, Tulane was two and ten the year before, like Terry said, and they ended up winning. Hey, Jerry, I'm going to cut you off because we have a we have a celebrity in the house. Uh, Mr. Oh. John Lumpkin has requested to speak. Mr. Lumpkin, hey, Johnny. Oh, hey, Johnny. What's going on, man? Not What's much. up? What's well, welcome. We're glad What's to hear from on? you, man. Welcome back. Well, well, appreciate y'all, man. I watched the game. This is my this is my first time on this side of uh side of the ball, but I feel like I mean I feel like you gotta understand like y'all like some people saying about the play calling. They scored thirty one points though, and uh, on a away, they scored thirty one away. Like that's not that's not a bad play calling type of game. Yes, it was moments that we slipped. But that's just because of the youth, you know what I mean? Just some of the moments that we have is just I got to focus more on the details of the game, though. But, I mean, in reality, they scored 31 away. They just got 38 scored on. Had short – drive to win the game, to end the game, they they, they, they they was that close to win the game on the last drive. No, I, I could agree. be wrong, though. No, hey. I no, could be wrong, no, no. Look, we're like, – hey, like, Second nope. game of the season. Like, this is the second game of the season. Like, you know what I mean? Like, literally the second game of the season. The biggest – we always had a saying in football that – the biggest, the biggest, the biggest improvement would be from game one to game two to game two to game three. So, like, we're going back to the drawing board with understanding that we just scored 31 points. We ain't scored 31 points since last year, really. I mean, we're not going to count the first game. We can count the first game, but we're not going to really count that. Like, it's just all about improvement and tape. This is our first time playing Old Dominion, period. Like, since I've been at UL, we never played Old Dominion. So, this is their first time even getting to their environment, playing the coaches, playing the scheme, plus it's a new OC. So, we never had the opportunity to play against the old guys who just not coming into this conference. 
Love hearing it from your point of view, man. And and look, Terry Johnson. Like we never played. No, like it's not like we play App State. Like we don't play App State thirty times, so we understand their scheme. We play South Alabama a million times. We understand their scheme and players. We don't know. We this our first time stepping foot to foot against those guys. So we now understand their scheme. We understand what they're doing. But for us to say that the offense is not playing, it's thirty. We just scored thirty one points away. Like so, it, like thirty one points away. Picked up many many blitzes that uh, that happened. Caught big catches in the moments when it was time to catch the big moments. Yes, we didn't finish at the end, but that's just always something we can go back to the drawing board for. You know, what I mean, they they, they played a unique offense. I mean, they spread it there by the wide, made the box empty, so we had to have no one in the in the middle of the field. So I mean, you guys are saying like we we could have did this and that, but if, I mean, if you left if you left the outside guys uncovered, they was gonna throw the smoke screens out all game. So I mean, I don't really understand. Like, so if you then walk down and play press on the guys, they was going to beat them over the top, you know what I mean? Because just because of the, how far the splits were, the splits was on the red line, then they go just hand the ball inside. They was just running inside zone the whole game because it was a short box. They had to respect the box because they played four wide and everyone was stacked, though. Defense played, I mean, defense did what they could possibly do. I mean, like, it was just a shootout. Like, this our, like I said, this is our first time playing Old Dominion, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, so Johnny, just, even, with, even with all that, they didn't even run for 150 yards. Exactly. That's what we're saying. Like, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, exactly. What, I'm with you. We agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I'm with y'all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't even run for 150 yards and we just played an offense that we never played against. That type of scheme is not even heard of. Like, playing guys too wide, playing four wide, and they stacked up on each other on the red line, basically close to the sideline. Like, how do you defend right. that? Because they're going to give the inside run and we still play three down odd. We playing three down odd and still stop the run, though. So it's just going back to the drawing board. We score 31 a game. I can promise you this. If they, we score 31 next game or the rest of these games, defense ain't giving up 38. I hope you're right, and I, I hope you're right, man. <laughs> I hope you're right. I'm saying it ain't about right. Thirty-one points a game is a lot of points a game. Like there's called a hell of a game. Thirty-one points a game away on the road, first time playing the defense. This is first time we sit playing Old Dominion. Oh, the Old Dominion just not getting to the Sun Belt. This is our first time playing. We scored thirty-one away a game with the same youth that y'all saying. Like you got to think Harvey's a true freshman playing. So we scoring 30, 31 points a game, and we coming back draw some stuff, man. It'd be different. Look, I'll say this. I agree with you. I don't think, I'll say this. I think that all all the way around, I thought they, they called a great game. My only complaint about pick play calling for the entire game is getting away from the run late down in the red zone. That's the only thing that I didn't like. I think offensively, Me too, man. Me too. but I I said that I said that earlier tonight. I said if you score thirty one points on the road, that should be good enough to win. I think the one thing that was concerning to me, Johnny, was on defense how our players just wasn't able to get set. Because if you noticed, ODU scored like two or three touchdowns. And if you look at the replay, they were so up-tempo that our guys weren't able to get set. Now, I don't know, you know, you you may be able to educate me on this because I know you've, you guys played up-tempo before, but like, it's, it's the only thing that's concerning about that is how do we adjust to that moving forward? Because now other teams are going to see film on that and they're going to go, well, hell, if, <laughs> if ODU scoring touchdowns on them because they're not getting set, we need to you know, up our game and be able to go up tempo because we may throw them off. That was really the, honestly, that's the only concern I have as far as defense goes is just being able to get set because that they did beat us over the top a few times. I thought offensively with the youth we have, I mean, we did enough to win. I, I think that was what I was most impressed about was the youth of this receiving core, how they stepped up as well as the offensive line. I thought they played great. Um, the only thing that I hope for offensively is you know, and you want to get them back. Is just you know, you made a few. We may missed a, may have missed a few blocks here or there, but that's stuff that you, you you deal with every week. You may had a drop ball or two, but that that's something you deal with every week. But as far as 
uh, if there's anything that we really need to improve on to me is just knowing how to go against an up-tempo offense. That's really my own. That was really one of my main concerns tonight. Yeah, I'm with you. I feel you. By now, the way. Though, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. But, I mean, like I said, I mean, if you're saying all that, we saying all that, that's the biggest thing. They, they, they scored 38. We scored 31. So all we got to do go back to the drawing board, figure out how to stop the tempos. But if you're saying that other teams going invite tempos, which we really won't because now we understand that teams going to throw the ball around or teams going to go up tempo. We really want that because we just faced that. So now we understand, go back to the drawing board. This is how we're going to do this. This is how we're going to defend that. So hopefully we want other teams to do that because now they're going to think we can't stop it. Now we're going to stop it because we just went through it. It's just trials and errors. Like I said, it's like you said, the team, the team, the team. So because it's a youth team, they got to go through some adversity situations for them to be able to say, okay, cool. This is how we're going to stop this. Or this how we gonna this how we gonna attack this next time. This how they this how we know they're gonna attack us next time. So with them knowing that this how they're gonna attack us next game, hopefully they go all tempo because we're gonna be prepared for to stop all tempo because we know this how we got 38 gold on us. And you know what I think it is too, Johnny, is that we we're spoiled in the experience that we've had on defense for the last few years, and especially last year, where it seemed like our defense really was the the cornerstone of allowing a, our offense to do their thing and i think we just i for me especially took kind of took me back a little bit to see that the defense wasn't what we've seen over the last four or five years because of the inexperience there and because of some of the schemes that we weren't crazy about them running so i think that has a lot to do with it offensively i think we're, we can all agree hell of a job tonight but i think just defensively seeing us take in our minds which is a little bit of a step back in what we're used to i think that is what's led to us being a little bit down on on the performance tonight yeah i can feel what you're saying but i promise the defense but you understand it ain't you rush for over you just said they ain't rush oh, yeah. for over 20 yards yeah they didn't even hit 150 yeah. you know what i'm saying like we ain't gonna sit right here and like some of those catches wasn't just no acrobatic top 10 catches, though. First, first second play of the game, but it caught a one-hand catch off a post. Like, that's unheard of. Like, yeah. some of those great throws, great positions. You know what I'm saying? The tempo got us on one touchdown and all, like, two touchdowns maybe. But in reality, it was, it was a, a three-down a three front, odd front, and we still stopped them on the run. So the D-line played really played pretty good. The linebackers played pretty good. The cornerback, we could just clean up some of the things because it was missed time of the, of the tempos. But, I mean, it's just going back to the drawing board. Like I said to y'all, you've you know what I'm saying? I really couldn't speak last year because I was still on the team. You know what I mean? But like now understanding like that the youth gonna happen, like situations gonna occur like this, but it's just gonna always be what they can do better or what they can do on, on Twitter, of course. But like and all it's just going back to the drawing board and just understanding what they gotta do to go to the next game. Like I said, they scored 31 points on the road against a team we never played against ever. And I've been at UL, we never played Old Dominion. Old Dominion just got to the conference. So now we understand going back to the drawing board, how they attack us and what we need to do to the suit to defend next the next game. We're moving on to the next game though. And speaking Who's of the next game, is? speaking of the next game, we're going to be playing Buffalo in a couple of weeks. Who just lost right, to an F, they, they just lost to an FCS team tonight, Fordham. So no yeah. excuses next game. Like we've got to show out, and we're that that game's at home. So one, our fans need to show up for that game. And I number like two, oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. I, I think I think if if Neil goes for hundred, Matt Matt might just <laughs> Matt might just lose his. I don't want to say what he'll lose, but he he would be throw it to the damn tight end. <laughs> no, the tight end the tight end gonna be straight though. You know what I'm saying? It's like the same thing I used to always tell the media. Like, bro, it's just y'all gotta understand is that like they not trying to not throw us the ball. It's not like they saying like don't throw it to nine, like or don't throw it to twenty four, don't throw it. To... It's just that the, the floor of the game. Like you gotta understand, like Neil play. Well, we gonna say you Neil for example. You know what I'm saying? Like he play if he play fifty plays a game, 
and he catch 10 passes and, and miss all 30 blocks. That's a horrible game, though. Y'all just thinking about the catches. Like, Neil plays Neil play great. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the tight end room play great. Like, they make great blocks, excellent blocks, point of attacks. If they lose most of those blocks, like, some of them runs not getting – like, not, a lot of them runs is not getting broken off. Like, that's what we got to understand. Like, yes, the wing, we want the ball more, but if Neil making those type of blocks and, 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 and Pierce and Terrence and Red and all those guys making those type of blocks, then, hey, man, like, you got to just live with it. Once, once the opportunities come, like we did in the past, we always going to show up when the opportunities come. No, I mean, but like, that's what I'm saying. They got they got to reward the boys for making blocks and being dirty in the trenches. That's what I'm saying. I'm riding for y'all. I, but I'm it's turned into a joke. It's turned into a joke. I've been saying this shit for like ten years. I just want to rush the boys two hundred yards again. That's all I want. <laughs> you know, but, I like nine but, versus. Ten. I like nine eighty six. I'm gonna keep it being with y'all. I like nine eighty six twenty four against anybody, man. I'm telling it. you right now. Uh, in the, in the game, in the team, in the plan, man. I like Amir versus anybody. I like Jasper anybody. I like man, hey, man. I like Gant versus anybody. Nas versus anybody. I just was in locker room with these boys, guys. man. I like, yeah, I like them versus anybody, man. Yes. Hey, leave it to a tight end to come into the space and tell y'all how it is. Yeah. Man's hey. riding through the defense and telling y'all how the tight ends need to be. I like Courtney Flowers versus anybody, man. Oh, he's nice. Oh, he's he's a stud, man. He that that uh that hit, uh, man. I was I was about to scream at the TV if they would have kept that as targeting. I'm luckily they didn't <laughs> no, call it, man. Me too. I, I would have been so mad. I was like, he didn't. And and what's funny is he at a, in a fast play like that, the fact that he turned his head and didn't actually hit with the crown of his helmet, that's that's a heads up play, man. That, that's some that's some smarts. That's some football IQ right there. And I was waiting for those refs to call it. I was like, they're gonna call targeting on him. They're gonna do it, and they didn't. I was so relieved by that. Boy, they wanted so to. relieved. Oh, they wanted to though. They wanted to. Uh, Johnny, real quickly, man. So are you now? You're you're off. with the. He hopped off, Jerry. Oh, he hopped off. Oh man, he left. Okay, yeah. I think he's with the Colts now, isn't he? I'm not sure. Yeah, I want to say that they. He's with the Indianapolis Colts. We got we got NFL players calling in now, man. How about that? Feeling the That's love. Awesome. Well, don't forget, guys. Um, if you do want to, uh, I know we're we've, we're an hour forty minutes into it, but if you guys do want to speak on the space, please send us a request. We'll add you, uh, Jerry. Do you want to maybe touch on? You want me to touch on the the scores from today around the conference? Yeah, go ahead. Or I can do it. Whatever you want to do. I got it works. pulled up, so I'm gonna go take ahead. over. Yeah. I'm taking over the world. Uh, Florida State currently leading Southern Miss sixty six to ten in the fourth quarter. Man, Florida State is just dominant. They're ridiculous. Uh, Coastal Carolina. Hey, we didn't lose that bad to them last year. You're right, we didn't. Uh, Coastal Carolina kept it close. They were uh, they were leading by two, I think, at half, and they ended up pulling out the win against Jacksonville State, thirty to sixteen. UL Monroe gets a ten point win over the Lamar Cardinals, twenty four to fourteen. Interesting score there. Final score: Kansas State forty two, Troy thirteen. North Carolina and App State went into overtime. Man. App State had a chance to win it with a touchdown at the end of regulation, but had to settle for the field goal to tie it, end up losing 40 to 34 in double OT. Uh, of course, James Madison getting a huge conference win over Virginia, 36 to 35, or really, was it that huge? Virginia's not really good this season. Hey, it's a P5. Hey, congratulations to JMU repping the conference. Uh, UTSA with the win over Texas State, 20 to 13. That was a relatively close game. Throughout Marshall getting the win over East Carolina, 31 to 13. So P6, no more, I guess. South Alabama, 35, 17 over Southeastern Louisiana. As I mentioned earlier, Georgia Southern, 49, 35 over UAB. Georgia State with an out-of-conference win over UConn, 35 to 14. And then Memphis doing what everybody does against Arkansas State, 
37 to three, a final score. Arkansas State is bad. They've scored. So they've been outscored. This season. They've been outscored. What is it? A hundred to three? Because <laughs> was it seventy-three nothing or seventy-two nothing? It's either ninety-nine to three or a hundred to three. They've been outscored in two games. So we're two and one against the AAC today, right? Is that we are? Right? And yet another P five. We should have had two P five wins today, but I guess P four since the since I guess the Pac twelve is now the two pack. <laughs> so the the two pack. <laughs> Yeah, job well done to those teams. I mean, JMU coming back from behind. I think they were down two scores with that rain delay and came back and won on the road. That was a huge win for them. And uh, congratulations to, uh, to to Georgia Southern over UAB. Again, if you ha- we have some Georgia Southern listeners, um, please give us some insight on what we can expect from the Blazers next week as we travel to Birmingham. It's going to be a tough game, but I also think it's winnable. I-, I do. I think to Johnny's point, Offense scored 31 today. I don't see why we can't do the same if Georgia Southern put 49 on them today. Um, just got to get back to the drawing board, I guess. You hear it, man. I know. Um, I don't know what else to say about tonight. Uh, I just want to move on to the next game, <laughs> which is two weeks away. I didn't realize we had a sort of bye week this week. Well, I want to I want to comment. I think Steve made a comment. He says I, uh, he respectfully disagreed with me about our receivers tonight were solid, but Ben had so many overthrown and underthrown balls. I'm just trying to like, what did I say that made him disagree? <laughs> I don't remember. We uh, talked a lot, tonight. and I'm not saying that conf- in a confrontational way. I'm just trying to remember because I, I mean, my, again, my personal opinion. I thought the receiving core last week. You can tell they showed their youth. I think this week they definitely improved. Um, I guess I don't know. Maybe I said Ben. Had a great game. I mean, yeah, Ben made some overthrows and underthrows, but quarterbacks are going to do that, right? No quarterback's going to go, you know, I think Ben was what today? He was uh, 25 for 36. There's no quarterback that's going to go 36 for 36. I think for Ben's, now with Ben, for Ben's um, missed throws, I think they came at the wrong time, right? Like the last throw of the game. I mean, it was, you know, under he was underthrown. That shouldn't have been an under, uh, you know, underthrown well, pass. We shouldn't have thrown it four times at the same We shouldn't have gotten to that point, though. Yeah. It should have never gotten to that point. It should, you know, you get first and goal from the seven. It should not have been fourth and goal from the seven. I think we should have at least gotten some yardage off of that, uh, gotten some shorter yardage from the end zone. But I guess that's way the way it goes. Have what a man. That's what happened. Yeah, exactly. Off. But uh, yeah, I, look, I, I, um, it's always good to vent after a loss, um, and, and and luckily it is only week two. So hopefully, you know we have a chance to really turn this thing around. I, I still think there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I know there's a lot of people that kind of still have their opinions about, man, did we make the right hire? Should we have done this? Should we have done that? Look, it's game just, two. Don't be a T-Sab fan, man. It's game two. Let's, let's take, take our lump and move on, baby. Okay. So Steve, Steve was saying, yeah, with regards to what you were saying, Ben did some spectacular things, but at clutch time, I thought he choked, especially on that last drive. Look, I won't I won't disagree on that last play he underthrew the the ball but at the same time I mean I did think he made some good plays I mean he kept it got the first down a few times on that drive I mean it was a 97 yard touchdown drive I, I do think he got to that point now if you want to say that he 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 blew it on that last those last three or four plays yeah you could probably say that but then one of them one of them was dropped and again I thought those last few plays, I thought we should have ran the ball once or twice. So this loss is not on Ben. No, it's not. Like That's not even a conversation I'm willing to have. I think that last pass might've even been tipped from what I could tell. I don't know. I just, for some reason, I think he just made a bad throw. You know, it has a bad throw. I was 
I was more disappointed in the fact that it got to that point. I, that That's what I was more upset about. Like, again, your first and goal from the seven, you just moved the ball like 90 yards and you've got first and goal from the seven with all the momentum on offense and you threw three straight times. You know, you threw the ball three straight times, fully, fully well knowing, fully well knowing that ODU was expecting the pass. Uh, that that was what was so frustrating to me. Bless you to move on, Jerry. I'm feeling better. I was pretty pissed off when I got here, but I'm feeling good now. This is like my therapy. It's, it it's really kind of is, man. That That's... you don't want to do. And, and when you once you get through it, you're like, all right, now I'm good for another couple of weeks. So. Look, man, I'm going to tell you, like the Saints games, there's nothing more entertaining. And look, I, we're diehards, okay? But like the point, after with, the, the point after with Bobby Hebert when some of those fans call in after a loss, it, it's 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 not only therapy, but it's so entertaining because some of these people just like they're screaming on the phone. And it makes me feel better just because I, I'm just laughing, you know? Um, but uh, no, look, it, it's it's the second game. It's the second game. Yes, we're 1-1. One and one. We should be 2-0. and oh. It happens. But now you see how this team responds. Look, you've got a tough game next week on the road against a UAB team that's kind of similar to us. They're trying to find their identity. They've got a new head coach in Trent Dilfer, and they've got some talent. But uh, they've shown their vulnerability today, giving up 49 to Georgia Southern on the road. And so that's – how did I How did I skip over the UAB game? I thought we were playing – yeah, I'm an idiot. We do play UAB. Yeah, we go to UAB next. Wow, who did you think we played? No, I thought we had a week off and then we played Buffalo. I don't know why I was thinking that. But no, we play no. UAB. You're right. Yeah, we don't get our bye until the week of, uh, I think, October 14th yeah. or 13th, I think it was, or something. 14th. I'm having yeah, a we... small stroke right now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, so we play – yeah, we play UAB next week and then we have Buffalo – uh, the following week back home. So yeah, that's going to be a, um, it's going to be an interesting matchup. It's going to be very similar to what we had today. Um, but now we have a little bit, a little bit of our uh, kind of like we have that vibe of our backs are against the wall now, even though it's still early, like this could be a chance for us to, to make amends and, and get the W next week and um, come back to, come back to, to Lafayette with, with, you know, a two and one record and a chance to go three and one before heading up to Minnesota. I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm going to be, and I'm going to be upfront. I know there's a lot of people that said, well, we need to be four and zero going to Minnesota. I'd be okay with a three and one record. I would have been fine with a three and one record before. I don't know that I expected us to be four and zero going into Minnesota. I thought we'd drop a game, but I just didn't think it would be this game. I thought we might drop the UAB game because UAB historically has been very tough to beat at home. Um, and they I think are. we did yeah. it a, a few years ago um, and and broke a long winning streak that they had there. So they're tough. Yeah, we did. And they got their butts handed to them today. But, uh, you know, you it's not the end of the world if we don't pull off a win next week. But I think we need a win next week just for our confidence um, going into the rest of the schedule. I think it's it. Next week is a big game. Well, I'm glad I'm glad Johnny said what he said about, you know, we scored 31 points on the road and, and you did it with a young offense. You did it with a young receiving core. You did it with a, a a quarterback who was named the starter for the whole season for the first time. You did it with a bunch of running backs that are still trying to get their feet wet. I mean, it that gives me hope that if they can do what they did today and build off of that, I do I do get I do think that the defense can at least at least adjust to what what they saw today. And I think Coach Morgan and the and his coaching staff are definitely going to go back to the drawing board and try to make adjustments. Because if they can do that and our offense continues to do what it did today, I think we win next week in Birmingham. 
Yeah, and I think I, I think it's it was also really good to hear from a player's perspective because you know we um we say we freak out perspective. Yeah, we freak out. We he seems so calm. He's like, look, we scored 31 points, we're gonna be fine. And we're all like, Oh my gosh, the sky's falling. You got some of these fans, you know. I yeah. <laughs> Like some of these fans are just like, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. It's like, dude, it's week two, man. We we got a ways to go. We're not, I'm not trying to sound like a sunshine pumper here, but let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Right. Yeah. I I am one of those end of the world fans. Sorry for that. Yeah, we know. (laughs) Uh, We know. Like I said, you're already putting us at the bottom of the sunbelt week too. So (laughs) with Uh, ULM, shout out to Steve who, who said on YouTube, uh, you know, we might not agree on everything, but all, we all want what's best for UL, and that cannot be. Um, that, that's so very amen, true. Brother. Yeah, amen, brother. Amen. We appreciate it. So, so um, we'll give you a few more minutes if you want to chime in. Um, you know, give your th- final thoughts. So we're going to probably close it out pretty soon. Uh, just to let you guys know, we'll be back next week, probably Monday or Tuesday, Nick. Right, talking a little bit about this game, and then we'll talk about the upcoming UAB game. Um, of course, we're going to bring you as much content as we can through social media, through X. I think it's formerly known as Twitter, right? It's called X now. I'm still trying to get used to that. Um, Facebook. I don't care. Yeah. No uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. Um, and just try to bring some good content beyond just these episodes. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening in tonight and uh, having the therapy session with us. It's always good to vent with fellow Cajun fans on the loss. I know my phone's been blowing up. Nick, your phone's blowing up. Uh, I always tell them in the group text, y'all just come join. Just tell us what you have to say. And then there's always a few that are like, well, I'd rather just keep it in the text message because I don't want to say it out loud in front of everybody. And I'm like, well, maybe it's good that you do that, right? It's, uh, you know, just try to keep it uh, rated PG sometimes if you can. Um, But all in all, again, look, we've, we've said it a thousand times tonight it's frustrating it hurts it's not fun but there is next week so you just you, you brush it off you 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 heal the wounds and you get ready for uab and uh i hope i just i just hope that you know three or four weeks from now you know we go on a little win streak and we look back at this and say you know what maybe that odu game was a good lesson for this team maybe it was something that this team needed you know um, I'm trying to think of a loss that happened. I think it was a few years back that kind of kickstarted a streak. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, I don't know if it was during Napier or HUD. We, well, we lost to McNeese and that led to a whole coaching change. <laughs> what you're thinking? Of. No, it wasn't that one. It was, um, I want to say it was, I want to say it was with Billy. I think we lost, we lost that game to, um, App State. It was a Tuesday, a Tuesday or Wednesday night, night loss to App State, and we went on like the six or seven game win streak. And even though we, I think we lost to App State again in the um, the championship, but we ended up winning eleven games that year. You know that loss actually kind of kickstarted this this win streak that we had. Hopefully, this can be one of those nights um, where it kickstarts it. But again, it's it's too early to tell. But there were some positives tonight that I saw. But there were some negatives, too, that I think we need to fix. Agreed. Josh, I'll give you the floor to close it out for us. Okay, cool. Uh, Before I say my last thoughts or whatever, I want to thank all the players that always come and hang out with us. Just the fact that you guys come and hang out with us makes us feel like we're shooting in the right direction, and it's a fun time. So thanks for being here. We love doing these things. Um, but, But look, 
I didn't see anything tonight that made me think we can't win a lot of football games this year. We, we got beat over the top a couple of times, and we lost the game because of it. And that's pretty much what – when I go to bed tonight, that's the last thing I'm going to think. I think we have a lot of talent at a lot of different levels. I think the offense showed you what they're capable of tonight, and that's a great takeaway. I said it last week. ODU had all the cards. They were at home. It's the first time we were in the environment, just like Johnny said. Uh, it, it, everything. Everything was in the advantage of ODU. We went out. We were seven yards away from tying the game late and scoring 38 points ourselves. So – Offensively, I feel good. We are still growing up offensively. I feel great about what the offensive line put on tape. I'm, I'm really happy about that. Defensively, the front seven is what we thought they were. I, I have a ton of confidence in that unit. I think that the corners have some growing pains that they're going to go through, but we have the size and we have the talent. When our coaching staff starts supporting them properly and making in-game adjustments the way they should, I think we're a top unit in the, com- in the conference, and I really believe that. I'm not just saying it. I think our two deep is as strong as anybody's. I think that we can run with anybody. Uh, we, we talked about our identity defensively. I think our identity is going to be uh, fast and lean. I think that's what Lamar's trying to do. If you look back at his Houston teams, that's, that's what he, he tried to do. That's what kind of players he recruited. Um, I, th- I think we just need a little experience. I, I really think that. So we need to clean it up on special teams. The good thing about special teams is on, there's only one way to go, and that's up. So hopefully. Hopefully we can make those adjustments. We got, you know, I'm looking at you, Coach Pascal. So let's take care, let's take care of that. Um, but overall, man, look, it's not all bad. There's a lot of positive in a loss. Sometimes losing can start start the fire, make it burn a little bit uh, hotter than it was before. And I'm not saying the guys weren't motivated, but you know, you never know what it'll take to turn to turn the to let the light come on for some some players. Uh, so come back home, you know, let's get ready for UAB. They suck. We should slap them around. I've watched them play a couple times, and they're not good. So I know the guys will be watching that film, and they'll see how to exploit it. And I expect to win next week. I'm not really worried about our record right now. What I'm worried about is getting better every week. And even though we lost, all right, and y'all can send me hate mail all you want, even though we lost, we got better this week. And that's a fact. Not a popular opinion, but we were a better football team today than we were last Saturday. So, you know, that's where we're at. And uh, I look forward to the game. L is for learning. Hopefully we learn. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that, Josh. And thanks for, uh, for tuning in. If, uh, yeah, it's true. It's a good point. And, um, look, we live to see another day. The sun will come up tomorrow and, uh, we'll just move on. We'll just move on. Uh, last thing I'll say, uh, I'm happy that, you know, I see some former players and I see, uh, I saw Johnny came in to to give his points and hey, I'm just I'm proud to be Cajun. I'm happy to have that we have a team uh, to cheer for and you know I'm happy that y'all represent that y'all represent this university, man. I re- I saw uh, saw Neil was in there. I saw uh, Terrence Williams. I, I'm I'm thank y'all for you know wearing the vermilion and white, going out there representing the school, and uh, thank God for this podcast because without it, I don't know what I would do. Uh, after a loss, I don't know how I would control myself. You know, I'd probably be on long Twitter rants uh, with no one to talk to. So thank you. We're your therapy that. session. We're your therapy session. In the end, we all want Dez to be successful. I love Dez. I love this team. I love the city. You know, let's go out there and let's be one and know next week. That's a way to close it out right there. That's a way to close it out. Terry, thanks so much for chiming in as always, buddy. Looking forward to hearing from you in the future. Definitely next week. Uh, guys, 
thank y'all so much for tuning in tonight. Um, this, uh, this will probably do it for this episode or this wrap up. Um, we always do the rage and review, uh, post game episode after our, our football games, or at least we try to as, as much as we can. Um, and so with that said, uh, follow us on X formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and we will be back next week to discuss uh, our upcoming opponent, the UAB Blazers. It'll be next Saturday, uh, September 16th in Birmingham. Kickoff will be at 6 p.m. And uh, again, um, tune in this this week. We'll, we'll re- also review the ODU Monarch um, game tonight. Unfortunately, didn't work out the way we wanted. But hey, it's one game. You live and you learn. Like you said, Ellis for learn. Right, Nick? Damn right. Anyway, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Uh, As always, have a great night, and go Cajuns.